This psychopomp, Zan, was not pleased about the fact that Karius was back and round and alive. He expressed his displeasure to the party at the end of his Reaper's Scythe, ambushing them on the morning they were preparing to leave Yonmis and take the child back to his family in Marat at the Palace of Birdsong, as they'd claimed from Bartleby. And last week, we left off immediately in the aftermath of that battle, leaving Sir Stalwart on the floor, just barely conscious. Inori, Dara, and Kahina, all severely injured. But Baylor dead. This is... The last thing that had happened was Inori had run out from the bedroom as Dara slew this psychopomp and sent him right back to the boneyard from whence he came and poured a potion down Nell's throat. Nell is just awakening. The three of you are in the living room. Carius is still hiding in the bathroom somewhere. Tell you, party. Uh, I'd walk over to Baylor and probably uh, try and see if he was actually dead. Kind of shake his, uh, shake the scruff of his shirt a bit. I uh, see if I could get him to respond to anything. Do you have a heal? Do you have heal, by the way? I do. Uh, roll I me do a heal it. check real quick because we actually have a skill for this express purpose. Um, with a uh, 15. With a 15, I think you would certainly be fully capable of checking for a pulse and not able to find one. It seems that Baylor has passed. Uh, then I'd probably head over to the bathroom where Prince Carius was. Or is. And as you open the door... He, wrapped in, uh, in towels, appears to have done his best to hide in the corner of the room, like kind of between the cabinet with the sink and the bathtub itself. But he's, like he's a 13-year-old boy, he's not that small. It's incredibly evident, but he did the best he could with what he had. I'd lean down, put my hand on his shoulder, and be like, good job. The danger is gone but one of ours has fallen and we need to go uh, gather our forces. And there's some rustling as some of the towels shift around and Carius's head pops out slowly and still scared. What? What happened? I heard the fight. Obviously, but what was it? The danger is gone now. Uh, that's all you need to know. We should go back to the others. I would almost like come up and wedge Dara out of the way to get right to, to carry us. Are you okay? I'm like starting to pat him down. Looking, did you get hit, wounded anywhere? He's still just kind of wrapped up in towels. He's in here bathing. He's like, I I'm fine. Uh, whatever it was, they didn't look in here. Okay. 
And while they're over there in the bathroom, <clears throat> I'm just going to be writhing on the ground and very not happy. A lot of pain. Doesn't feel good. I'm going to help you up. And he was struck with a scythe multiple times. And you gave him a, a potion to bring him back from the brink of death. And that was about all that that did. Uh, his armor has been rent through with this scythe. And there are massive gashes that the psychopump's weapon has left across his body. Your living room here is... It looks like the Sanguine Brothers' slaughterhouse where you found the paraca. There is both the bright red blood from you and the much darker, thicker liquid that had been knocked out of Zan across the room until he disappeared. And Baylor lies nearly rent in half from the scythe blow. It is a gruesome scene. Uh, I'll keep Carius. Uh, I'll probably take him to the kitchen and steer him away and just keep him in the kitchen and I'll go pour myself a drink. And he wrapped up with towels. Uh, he'll grab some of his clothes and uh, follow you out to the kitchen. Obviously, childlike in inquisitiveness looking back put my towards... Hand, put my <laughs> hand on his head. <laughs> Uh, turn, him <laughs> turn him forward. <laughs> now look that way. All right, fair enough. I'm gonna kneel down by Baylor and just put my hand on his shoulder. And... Sorry. Now what do we? What do we do here? You helped me up, right? Yeah. Well, you're at least conscious. Whether you're entirely no, up or not. No, like up, up. Yeah, and then I knelt by Baylor. Well, immediately planting my feet, trying to curb some of the pain, I'm going to look over, see Baylor hasn't gotten up, and I'm going to look back at Dara, and I'm going to ask, so... Dara's in the kitchen. He's not in the room with you two. Not Dara. I'm in a nori. <laughs> And I'm gonna look at Anori and ask, so did he uh did he actually die here? Yeah, doesn't look nothing, man. He's done. Well, there's another diamond. It's not the best of circumstances, but at least he's not gone for good. Same thing happened to me, right? And you would hear Ciaran. Uh, in your mind at that, Anori. Uh, speaking with a surprising and what's very out of character for him, uh, almost softness in his telepathic communication. You know what that was, girl? That was a psycho pump. You came from the place he sent Baylor's soul back to. I can't imagine Phrasma's gonna let him go. So you think it'd be a waste to even try? No. Just 
Keep your expectations in check. You need him. That's to be sure. No one else in your group smart enough to keep this idiot umstrap too from running headlong into combat without thinking. Yeah, we're gonna give it an effort. I just hope she lets him come back. I don't know much of Farazman teachings, but I can't imagine she's gonna be too happy with how he went down. I mean, did you really think that she would send this thing after us just because of this kid? Psycho pumps only come from one place, girl. They're the servants of the Boneyard. It's what they do. They only come to the material plane or any other if, under the direst of circumstances. There's something here. I damn sure don't know what it is. Just keeps getting worse. And that's all again telepathic. So this is in an instant in you and Nell's conversation without even really breaking your, your focus here. I would kind of relay that to my, the CRN's concern about him maybe not being able to come back. But we still got to try though, right? I'm not about to not. Yeah, absolutely. The as question as is, how do we get the diamond? Well, it's in the Mysterium, right? Oh, boy. Here again, yeah. a, a brief interjection. I'd say that damn enumerator owes us at least one life for saving his. Besides, I bet he'd put money on his god fist fighting for asthma. We should talk to him. Siaran thinks the enumerator might be of assistance for this. He does owe us. Not a bad idea. Can't hurt to ask. Yeah, we'll have to start there. Well, Jeez, look at we this. need to start with getting my full plate on in case another one of those things shows up. All right, I'll, I'll help you get suited up. At this point, you are still... You would still have very open wounds across your yeah, body. I, I so it only, messed up. It's both ugly. of you, because now you would have only gotten like five health back total from the boots in this time. So it doesn't I mean, feel good, would... but I know what I have to <laughs> do. Yeah, same. Focus. Uh, Dara in the kitchen, still doing his best to keep Carius uh, distracted, at the uh, very least. And... Yeah, mostly I'll be. Um going into the best places on the side of the house to hide if something else comes back and just try and keep him uh, focused on learning what he can do to in a moment of panic because he probably normally is used to having guards and we don't really have guards here not really used to much of anything right now he well he is definitely better than when he first recovered him from the encircling bower he's still not really all there and what memories he has are kind of distant and patchy but his reaction largely is to hide and wait for the adults to take care of it yes but I don't know if that's more to him being the prince or just being a kid regardless uh, Inori and Kahina could help Nell into his full plate and uh, after a couple minutes 
still be in a whole lot of pain realistically now, but you definitely would be would be healing. Well, it it takes like ten minutes to put full plate on. Yeah, but you also would be able to keep your boots, your feet planted that whole time because you yeah. get against yeah. armor and stuff. So I'd say probably all of you were. And I mean, Dara, you are also very messed up here. That also hit you very hard. So you are like running blood under the floor in the kitchen as you're trying to just keep, like, just take care of Carius, like bleeding all over the sink and whatnot. You're all extremely I'll injured. A, and can I'll you know, have my whiskey glass on the, on the counter and I, I'm standing over the sink as I talk, talk to the kid washing up. Kahina would certainly be going around with the wands to heal up everyone as you need. So what do you guys, what do we, what do you all need from the wands here? I would probably take two hits from the light okay. and let the uh, let the boots take care of the rest. And what about the rest of you? I can get into your character sheet so I can uh, I can handle this. Okay. Just give me a light. I think I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, she no actually. I think does she track it on the party loot sheet? Because I don't actually see it on. Oh no, here it is. Okay, so that's three lights so far. Dara, what do you need? Um. <laughs> A lot like of four actually. moderates, maybe. Mm, yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't go wrong. Yeah, it couldn't be wrong. Yeah, I like it. Inori, what do you want? I think four moderates might be good for me if okay. that's numbers correct. Yeah. So you'd exhaust the first of the cure moderate wounds, Wanda. She was going around dealing with the aftermath of the fight with Zan and use a few charges from the second, but you still have. Like, you still have plenty. You've got a, brand, a whole brand new wand of each that are almost fully charged. And after 10 minutes with Nell suited up in his full plate and Kahina going around healing well, everyone she can up to deal with your wounds. Carius growing more and more concerned at the clear... Yeah, situation that has arisen again did a half dead Dara <laughs> leading him around trying to make a breakfast and look like nothing was wrong which you did a good job of where are we headed party put your soldier face on I would immediately want to go to the enumerator after I'm suited up because we need to deal with the very dead problem as are quick as possible are we just going to bring Carius with us? No, nah, we don't have much of a choice. Yeah, uh, you could leave him yeah. with Kahina. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. A good, could... That's a good idea. Kahina could keep him back there and is... Can and she even... Yeah. nobody else comes. And we'll just bring oh, Baylor she, with she, us. She has the teleporting cloak. Yeah, worst case, no, she can carry oh, the money bank out of there. She is probably the safest one to leave because it's a standard action. She can just warp both of them elsewhere in Yanmas. So, what are you doing with Baylor? Uh, Carrying him. We have a. We may want. If I can do like a, I guess it would be a heal trick or survival trick and kind of wrap him up in a way that won't tear Ooh. him in half. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's mostly torn he, in half already. He is. Oh, he is. I know, but I don't want him to like. You could be worse. You could carefully. We don't want two parts. Is yeah, what take take to some say. of the blankets and wrappings from your bed, and then just kind of bundle him as well as you can. 
Uh, I mean, you have a carriage that you can use rather than just lugging a body in your arms through Yonmas. I think I've we done it before. You have, well, let's uh, use the carriage. <laughs> I don't feel like I can carry anything right now. So, carriage. Yeah. Safest, easiest, simplest. So you load up under your carriage and ride up towards the Temple of Abadar in the center of town. Uh, around the hill. The larger hill with the Mercantile Council Hall atop it. And it's, again, a short journey. Most of the areas in Yanmis that you utilize are in the northeastern quarter. You arrive, and Nell does the last of carrying Baylor up into the chapel proper. Where the clerics here both recognize you and are very much going to quickly recognize what you're probably carrying. Uh, fortunately enough, the chief enumerator is already there. And as this sort of ruckus washes through the chapel as the clerics come to try to deal with whatever is happening here and address this, he hurries over. What happened? A cycle vanth decided to join us for breakfast this morning. He looks at you a little confused and immediately motions towards the, uh, the altar. Uh, the area behind the altar at the head of the church. And a pair of the clerics help you carry Baylor's body up to the counter and gingerly unwrap it. The chief enumerator is fully business at this point. Was this retribution from the Twilight's children? No, I think it was separate, but he is in a very delicate state and we need to see if we can uh, revive him. This, and he's been checking, I'm doing a, a basic physical and casting some simple magic uh, detections and divinations down at the body as he looked it over. He's gone. We can bring him back as we did for you, Sir Stalwart, but I'll need another one of those diamonds. This, this yeah, magic we'll is... Mysterium, I assume. Yep. You like don't happen to have one laying around somewhere in here? Thinking for a second. Diamonds of this purity are incredibly rare. It's the reason they're required as a focus for this spell. It's not that the magic requires them inherently. It's that Phrasma herself demands them as tribute. In order to keep the River of Souls flowing, they have to limit how many souls can be returned to their original planes. Such a scarce gemstone is how they see to that. If the Mysterium has one, I can fetch it. A life for a life. You saved mine, and in your time of need now, without the pressing threat of the Twilight's children, I can finally return that favor. I cannot perform the ritual or cast the magic for free. The Golden Vault forbids that, but I can provide the resource. That's fair. Yeah, I don't blame you. You have your, your faith and your reasons. Then wait here. I'll return as soon as I can. 
and he grabs a, a cloak and a few things from the area behind the screen, the back of the chapel, and heads out into town. Uh, the rest of the clerics ask you fairly simple questions about the circumstances, not probing, but trying to learn if there's anything they could possibly do to aid in succeeding at this ritual. It's, it's never guaranteed. Well, while he's doing that, I mean, I might be cursed. You guys want to take a look at me? <laughs> if you got a chance. And with that, they could certainly look you over as well and see what they could determine. Looking at you, it would only take some very simple divinations for the clerics to explain to you that you have been subjected to a curse. Multiple, as far as they can tell. Now, the downside of curses, just kind of as a whole, is that they are innately difficult to use. Or to remove, rather. That's kind of the point. That's... That's why they're as strong as they are. They each have the magic to attempt to remove a curse on you a single time. Two of the clerics that are here with uh, Chief Nimrander Palliator. And that is a third level spell from a fifth level caster. It's going to be 150 gold, 120 with your discount, and there's no guarantee they will function. They can't determine how powerful the curses are. 120 twice. Before you go through with that, I watched Baylor break the petrification off of those, off the soldiers and the elephant. It might be worth it to see if maybe he can do something for you. It was pretty incredible. Baylor, the dead guy in the room next to us. Yes, that we're getting revived. I feel like this is worth a shot, even if we are down a couple under it. I mean, it's up to you. I just feel like Baylor could possibly help. He could possibly help. He might not come back either, though, so... Yeah, we need to be prepared for the fact that he ain't coming back, Nell. Just a reminder, Nell also has the lodestone still. Yeah. Because we never got rid so of that. You yep. two could also benefit from remove case casting. So, the two of them Three. have two. Uh, they have two castings they can do total. The chief enumerator may be able to provide more, but they don't know what he has done today or what he has prepared. But the two of them here, while he's fetching the diamond, have a total of two if you wish to use them. Because, yeah, you definitely also have the lodestone. <laughs> At this point, he just doesn't even acknowledge it exists. So, Inori, <laughs> do you want to attempt one of the castings? Yeah. So, with an incantation and a quick spell, I'll just go ahead and open roll this. This is against... Uh, I, I have to roll it twice for each of the curses you're suffering. This is against Dreamrender's Nightmare. That fails. This is against Zan's Curse. That fails was, as well. Where was the, the this dice yet last week? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, a 10 and a 7, he did roll those last week and they were still hits. Yeah, true. <laughs> so with those... 
Uh, with the first casting of the spell, you feel no better. Uh, the first cleric's power is unable to overcome the strength of the curses in your body. Uh, the other one can try for another 120 gold. We have the gold. Yeah, do it. Give it a shot. So they will try once more, and the second cleric casts, and with Better. 19, is unable to remove Dreamrender's curse. And with a natural one, is equally unable to remove Zan's curse as well. They explain these uh, one of the cler uh, clerics uh, an older hunched greg man these curses appear to be quite powerful i can hope that the chief enumerator can assist you but i fear there is precious little that we can do uh, thanks for trying anyway But that, you can only wait for time to pass and for the chief enumerator to return. It I'll takes pass him. I'll my bottle of whiskey to Inari. Would you like some? The clerics will show some disdain about passing a whiskey bottle around in their church, but given the circumstances, they won't. They will not object. They're just visibly a little. Okay. These these heathens. <laughs> After about 20 minutes what seems like an eternity and you're just waiting here. Finally, the chief enumerator returns with a small velvet pouch in his hands. Good news. The diamond was still there, but it is the last they have in the city of Yonmas. As far as I can tell, possibly all of Taldor. These are inconceivably rare by design, by Pharasma's divine design. But I should be able to perform the spell. Now, this one is a little more expensive. Of course, it is a much higher level spell. Let me grab my calculating device here. For some quick maths, I, yes, it is 450 gold which is only 360 after your discount. The vast majority of the cost of having somebody brought back is the diamond, which in return for what you've done for him, the chief enumerator is providing for you. Yeah, I mean, we can easily slap that on the table and say, please take care of us. Do my best. Hell, give me some space. This ritual is fairly involved and no, at least one of you has only experienced the other end of it before. He may be confused when he awakens, but hopefully calm. And he starts to weave a powerful spell. Uh, the same that you saw him cast on Nell in weeks prior after the Sanguine Brothers Slaughterhouse. And as the magic enters Baylor's body somewhere else in the eternal cosmos 
his soul receives his signal. Good news, I used all my villain points. And then he is going to swing again. And one moment, you're locked in mortal combat with Zan, psychopomp servant of Phrasma. And the next... Darkness. As the world fades to black around you, the sounds of combat fall silent, replaced by a gentle rush of air, like a strong wind through a canyon. You shake your head and blink the fog from your eyes. You look around to see not your room in Yonmus, but a nearly featureless expanse dotted with round gravestones as far as you can see all the way out to the dark horizon. A massive bright moon hangs low in the sky, illuminating a spire of towering bone. And before you, a creature, another psychopomp with black feathered wings. But not Zan, no. This one seems to hold no violent intent for him. I am Damar, Psychopop, Usher of Souls, Arbiter of Resurrection. You, Eloy Landless, have been called. Magics from your family, your friends, your compatriots, beckons you back to the material plane. However, none can make this choice other than yourself. No power can force your soul from this realm. It is on you, Lenor Landless. You may proceed to your afterlife, residing in the plane of Axis with a script upon your skin as a petitioner. Return to your previous life. Will you choose? And this is something that's being allowed. The situations of your demise are unique. Why I am tending to it personally. You may have questions. If it will aid in your choices, I will answer them as I can. Whether you choose to proceed back to Galarian or forward to the cities of Axis, you will not remember your reasons. It was a Vanth who slew me, a direct servant of Phrasma, and a particularly powerful one. Zam. A Vanth acting far beyond his field. He was sent to investigate, to observe, certainly not to attack. You defended yourself, and neither I nor the Mother of Souls holds that against you. You say none can pull from the afterlife without their consent, but I've seen evidence that strongly points the other way very recently. Souls that escape the river 
without Therasmus' will. Though all life is connected in some way. Particularly powerful souls. They leave impressions behind. Connected infinitely through those it has passed. Can even read some such powerful souls on your own, Baylor Landis. It's rare that when to pass through the boneyard who has encountered even a single one of these powerful beings but you? The energy of Lothids, Adelas, even the six-legend soul itself disgraced your presence. None of this means anything if I'm not going to remember it, does it? May aid you in your choice now. One last question. Has Phrasma herself or any of her power ever interfered with any power of my own? It is far beyond my place to know the actions or the wills of the mother. I'm going to return. I still have business on the material plane. Ah, I love it. It's beautiful. It brings a tear to my eye. my eye. Such a truly beautiful work of art. But at the end of that, Belor, as your vision fades once more, nearly as fast as when Zan had stricken you down, you awaken on the altar in the annex of the Church of Abadar in Yonmas. For a brief moment, you have bits, flashes of this memory like a fleeting dream, but even before you've fully awakened, it's as if it never happened. And you're just waking up from what feels like the least restful slumber you've ever had in your entire life. The chief enumerator is standing over you uh, with his hands gently on your shoulders. And this is the first face that comes into focus. Easy. You're back, Thelamis. You've recalled yourself in the boneyard. And it shake the feeling off look around start putting together where I am I'm gonna walk right over and look at his eyes looking at his eyes they look perfectly normal but his clothes his robes have been basically rent in half and he just has these almost like funerary wrappings that they had around. Uh, nothing more than a simple white cloth sheet over him. As he sits up and the sheet falls down from his chest, you can see left a massive ridged streak of scarred flesh going from at the base of his neck on his shoulder 
all the way down across his torso to the opposite hip, where Zen had nearly cut him into. After slowly sitting up, look around, see who all's there. Cool scar, man. Did we win? If you can call it that, yes. I yeah. Mean, Is the creature dead? Well, it's not here anymore. I think it's dead. It's kind I'm of gonna just look, poofed. See the members of the Church of Abadar here and look and say, did we lose anything important? They look to each other and the chief Nymeri speaks again. Your soul is back, then no. I've not known psycho pumps to steal and surprisingly we're not locked away in Phrasma's domain. So no, I'd say. All things considered, that went as well as we could possibly have hoped. Yeah, we appear to be fine on all fronts at this point. We're not really fine, no. We kind of got... Well, no one's dead anymore. Do you know how close it was for every one of us being dead back there? That thing came out of the wall. I've been training my whole life to fight. That thing came out of the wall and put me down instantly. It didn't treat me much better. Which is supposed to make us feel better, because right now I feel like we are severely underprepared for whatever we are in. Well, it's not often something besides it wants to kill you before you've eaten breakfast. One of the other clerics, the older man again, speaks up. Chief Enumerator, the uh, Lady Dentho here possesses several curses that have been handed down from the Psychopomp. They are far too strong for our magics to remove. We have tried, I'm afraid. She would require your aid, personally. And, uh, if Nimmer looks over to you. What has happened? It's this I can do. I'll, I'll need some time to prepare the magics. Purging curses is not a very common occurrence beyond a sword or a ring passed from merchant to merchant, each needing it dispelled from the last, and those are simple enough. Tangling with some things, and I, I, I caught them in fights, I'm pretty sure. Jalanus, do you possess magics that can assist with this before I intervene? I'll have to access more uh, well, I, rather, I'm able to access more divine power through my studies and understanding than my acolytes, but similarly, Abadar requires greater tribute. There wouldn't be anything I could do about it today. The battle this morning expended many of my resources before I was even properly prepared. Be some time before I could even make my own attempt. And I feel significantly weak, just rubbing the 
scar across his chest after this experience. And of course, you do have two negative levels from yeah. uh, from Ray's dead. Now, I do have the power to restore some more of your essence to you, Sir Landless, some of which yet still clings to the Boneyard. And as well, Lady Dentho, to heighten a curse removal as far as I can to assist you, if you wish it. Do you have diamond dust? Much simpler to acquire, I find, than the raw stone needed for a resurrection. We only bought what was needed for Nels the last time. I personally don't have any use for the material, so it's not something I commonly keep. We do have some here. It's not terribly uncommon for some degree of restorative magic to be requested by nobles, and we keep a supply. This will certainly be more powerful than the usual, but for a hundred platinum of the dust and the cost of the spell, like, as I said, I can at least help. Coming back from beyond the grave is an ordeal and not one that can be eased in a day, as Sir Stalwart can surely tell you. Lady Dento? I... Sorry, I'm foggy. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we can get our hands on the stuff and... I'm I'm absolutely game to try to get this off me. It's <laughs> your spell it. requires no reagents, but and he uh, pulls out a scale and a set of small golden weights, as well as a what's it called? Uh, an abacus, and starts sliding beads back and forth, placing a few weights on the scale. I believe two hundred and sixteen gold is the tribute we would end up at to attempt to remove your curses. And as I said, I'll need some time to prepare the magics and some prayers to the Golden Lord. All right, let's give it a shot. So it's going to take him 15 minutes to ready some spells. You have that time to just wait here, I suppose. Uh, both Baylor and Inori... <laughs> I'm sure thoroughly exhausted and not in a fantastic state. I'm gonna lay it back down. Hey, Baylor. <laughs> lay back down the altar. Did you, did you see anything? Like, what happened? There's nothing clear. There's flashes of images in my head, but none of it makes any sense. It doesn't so, make sense at all that I'm even here right now. Uh, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Coming back from the dead. It's not that. It's... This was a literal herald of Phrasma. Yeah, that's... Mm. If he was sent to kill me, why would he... Why would it even be allowed for me to return? Maybe he wasn't. The other was not the other psycho psycho bump. Was it also not? Ellers was a sakil. It's a psycho pump that has gone against its nature and 
been warped and corrupted. They're as much enemies to normal psychopomps as I would think even undead are. How do we know that this particular creature wasn't on its way to becoming one? He did say multiple times that he was here to enforce Verasma's will. So, I mean... Well, you're back, and we must just take it. Move on, I guess. And after... If it was for Asma's oh. will, he, he wouldn't be here. It's true. They would have never let you leave. I mean, that's the only thing that could make any sense. After some time, the chief enumerator returns from his prayers and approaches the party again. I am ready. The judge of the gods has lent me his power and I will do the best that I can to strip these curses from you, Lady Dentho. All right, hit me with the good stuff. Do you have the tribute? Yeah. It's like 216 with your 20% discount from your Avidaran account. And he begins to weave a similar, but most assuredly stronger magic. And he is going to equally give an attempt against the Plague of Nightmares from Dreamrender. Which he is going to fail to remove. Oh boy. As well as the Curse from Ellers which he will also fail to remove for the 17 and 11. And he shakes his head a bit. These curses, as if they were handed down by the divines themselves. These are powerful enchantments, Lady Dentho. Anori, have you, have you been like holding back on your taxes or something? Why? Why is Abadar not helping you here? <laughs> well, I haven't been the most faithful, if I'm being honest. Dad was not so much me. Sad to say apologies, sir. Maybe that has something to do with it, I guess. I don't know. But I appreciate the effort, nonetheless. I can attempt once more. There is nothing beyond the golden power of the God of Walls and Ditches. It just may take some exposure to be able to unravel these possessions, these enchantments upon you. Uh, make no mistake, they are powerful. What are we talking about here? I know not. I can't divine their origin or their true strength, but... I have never met a curse that Abadar's golden light could not pass through. I can try again. I'm, I'm looking at the, at the team. I'm like, probably, I know it's getting expensive, guys, but. I mean, we could buy a fancy purse or we could try and get rid of a curse, so I feel like one is, might be more worth it than another. I feel like there's a touch of sarcasm there, Dar. I can't 
Would you like a purse? Because I can go get you one. Have you ever known me to carry a purse, Dara? Oh, while you're I at know. it, get a get a dress. You know what? Mm. I'm gonna look down at my ring. All right. The envoy ring. And remember a thing I haven't done in a while. Okay. What would that thing be? My secret role that I can replace somebody else's? You can, in fact, absolutely use that on the cleric. I'm going to oh, look at the boy. ring and look You're at the priest and say, do it once more. I may be able to assist slightly. Of course. And he motions again to Inori and begins to weave the same magic, still trying to unbind two incredibly resilient curses that you've been saddled with here that just absolutely refuse to go away. You want me to GM roll mine or just open to it? Um, well... So you are going to you're going to assist him with your ring. You're going to aid as you can with that magic. And I mean, I guess it doesn't realistically matter if he gets a ten or lower. He'll take yours. Otherwise, he'll take his. Uh, so it's with one d twenty roll or with one spell. It was on one roll, I believe. Okay, do you want to try to assist on the first one or the second one? Because it's it, the one casting a move curse does get a just, chance to dispel both curses. I'll just do it on the first one. All right, so go ahead and roll me your d20 first. You got a nine. Mm. And he is going to attempt to remove Dream Render's curse with a seven on the die. He's going to take your nine but that's still only going to give him an 18 and he still can't get through the combination of magic, alchemical power, and just rigid tether to the dreamlands that's been anchored in you. He's going to try once more against Zan's curse. And with a 23, with this second casting you do immediately start to feel some of this darkness lift off of you. Uh, you no longer have minus four to your attacks, saves, ability checks, and skill checks, but you are still subject to the Nightmare Curse. So one of them is gone. The bad one. Real bad one. Yeah, the, the, the absolutely terrible one is gone. So, I mean, of, you, of the two, that's probably the better to dispel. At the I'm very still least. Off fatigue, though, but that's all right. It's still better but than. He would speak again, a, a look of intense focus on his face. And as the spell finishes, I felt it. I felt some of the magic release. Ah, me too. I can't clear it entirely, but the depth of the curse is at least thinned. I definitely feel considerably better thank you yeah that would be very noticeable like yeah. having a minus four to all ability checks <laughs> restored that's functionally a minus eight to all your stats so you would absolutely and immediately feel that weight lift well it's a curse you wouldn't feel it directly benefit you you would feel like 
anything you do has a dark aura around it. Well, with with this curse, with a minus four to all ability checks, again, that at a minus four to attack rolls, that is fundamentally eight damage to all of your stats. Okay, that's because that's, that's four modifiers worth. So it is, it's not a disease, it's not a sickness, it is a holy magical curse, but you would absolutely feel weak and dizzy and off balance and like you can't think. You would definitely feel the effect of a minus four on all ability checks at all times. He would feel like he just gained plus four to all ability checks. Yeah, pretty much. But, but <laughs> the it, world yeah. just got lighter. Ooh. Let's start. Well, fortunately, our magic was able to find some headway here. Of course, Sir Landless miraculously has been returned and was able to help how I could with your curses, Lady Dentho. Whatever has done this to you again is a powerful being, but if you wish to seek my aid further, I will always be here. And if not here, you have certainly earned the right to call upon me at the City Hall. Thanks for, again for getting that diamond, too. Obviously, we appreciate that. It was the least I could do for all that you have done for myself and this city. If it is not too much to pry. What will you do now, heroes of Yanmas? You to return back to Lady Utropia and from whence you came, or will you stay in our fine city? See that it's peak without these myriad shadows hanging over it. May return. We're, we were leaving rather immediately, but with the circumstances, it may be longer that we're staying before we go however I personally and anyone who may wish to come with me believe I can come and go from here fairly easily from here on out a teleportation magic I assume I have gathered by this point that you are a fair powerful wizard Sir Landless well studied have you focused much on the School of Conjuration magic? Not particularly, but when I came across the spell written down, I saw no reason not to copy it. Sure, it would come in handy sooner or later. Many believe it to be the most powerful of the magical teachings. It's expanse everything from transmission from one city or even country to the next calling upon shadows of beings from other realms or even what we've done here today restoring a soul to the body from the boneyard many of its primary tenets echo throughout all of magical study as I'm sure you well know well wherever your journeys take you Salamis and the rest of you of course surely the scales will weigh ever in your favor about restoring me slightly more. Of course. And with that one being just a, what is it, third level spell for a full restoration? I have it open. Fourth level spell. It's always slightly higher than I think it is. Uh, a fourth level spell is 160 gold after your discount. 
and a thousand more for the reagent of the diamond dust. But after that, he could most certainly weave his magic to remove one of the negative levels imparted upon you by the resurrection. And that's much, much quicker than the ordeal of the repeated remove cursing or the ritual to bring Baylor back in the first place, but still a fairly involved spell. Now, is there anything else that we need from the good Church of Abadar? Not that I know of. Well, I might a need a curse move? removed as well. <laughs> if you can spare one more for the day. He looks uh, across you now almost kind of a look of amusement. Were it not for the circumstances of your arrival here today, I would certainly make light of whatever situations you've managed to get yourselves into recently. Of course, Sister Alward, I can perform the magic one more time. I'll just beyond, pay for this one out of pocket. Yeah, beyond that, my abilities to unweave curses with Abadar's light will be expended for the day. And how much is it? Uh, whatever, I just told the Nori. 2.16. Okay. 2.16. So... Does remove curse just automatically succeed at removing a cursed item, or is it against, like, the caster level of the item? Because this has actually never really wholly come up for us, I don't think. I'm gonna assume it's based on the caster level of the item itself. Oh, I can't just control F lodestone without just exploding windows noises all across everybody. <laughs> so I'm just gonna roll it and then see what the number is. And if it's not literally garbage, we'll just It's against the caster level of the curse affecting me. So whatever the caster level of the item That's is. That's what I figured. Well, let's see what he gets. Chief enumerator. 19 probably works. I'm gonna say it's gone. I don't feel like looking up the load zone right now So I will say with one more of uh, of his castings another 216 gold tithing to the church of Abadar You find yourself able to place the lodestone down on the altar no longer tied to this stupid rock I think that destroys the curse. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's caster level fifth yeah, I, that's what I thought. I wasn't positive. So, you are afraid of your lodestone. Whether or not the curse is destroyed, the item is valueless, and the Church of Abadar will handle its disposal safely. Yeah. And I think now... Just hit it with a hammer. Yeah. It's a regular rock now. Just destroy dust it. it. And uh, with that, the group of you are free to return back to Kahina, Prince Carius, and your rental that you are staying in. On the way home, I would like to see if we could pick up a potion of remove disease. Uh, absolutely. That is, this is a city run by merchants, nobles, and the very wealthy class. They have no time to mess with being sick. That, along with potions of Carolite wounds, would probably be one of the most easily available potions in Yonmas. You can absolutely uh, just pick that up at market price from an alchemist. We don't need to... We don't need to spin figured, off for so that. Yeah, just no, wanted to point out, I am, I am grabbing one. And I'm telling right. the party we need to get one. Okay. So you stop in an eye and now. If they're going to question that at all. I don't huh? question 
Baylor Nobody anymore. questions Baylor's decisions anymore. He stopped an alchemist, pick up a potion of remove disease. And then you return home to your condo where well Keen has managed to clean it up somewhat. But she's got pressed to digitate. Yeah. It's also a very large area. It needs to be prestidigitated very many times, probably over the course of the majority of a day. <laughs> it's probably eight hours of work prestidigitating to clean this room up uh, where you fought the psycho pump. But as you arrive back to her and Prince Garius, what now, party? Well, I'm going to go up to Prince Garius and give him this potion. He's going to take it and look at it a bit confused. Uh, I feel fine. What is this? I was thinking about it and all those drugs you may have been exposed to while the, the cult had possession of you. If there were any lingering effects, this should get rid of them. Oh, of course. Uh, clever. Uh, yes, and he'll take it and drink this potion of removed disease, hoping that it will make him feel in any way better. And as he drinks it, the magic imbued within the potion fills him. And looks at the bottle, holds it up and like, shakes it a little bit. I don't feel any difference. Are its effects immediate? Or will this take some time? It should be immediate. They're... Drugs are a tricky thing. The repercussions tend to manifest after not taking them for some time. And if that were going to happen, this should stop it before it comes about. Huh. Well, hopefully it will assist. Yes. I... I have a memory. I don't know when from or how old I was, but... It was writing. Uh, put some... Friends or classmates or somebody back outside of the palace. But one of them had a few small wrappings of a, a thick amber jelly. It wasn't solid or anything, but uh, honey dust, they called it. And... Well, I I tried it, but that feeling was nothing like this. I remember that being pleasant, at least at first. And then afterward? Don't remember. I still am having a very hard time recalling much of anything. 
It's like a series of isolated moments with nothing connecting them. Uh, faces and parties and events. Perhaps when we take you back to places that you're more familiar with, it will spur some more of your memories. Hopefully. I... I would just like to put this all behind me as soon as we can, but... Based on the events of this morning, I have to wonder if that's ever going to come to pass. I'm gonna well, look over the rest of the party and then back to Carius. We haven't been entirely upfront with you about a lot of things, have we? Well, <laughs> truly, no, but I did assume you had your reasons. Whatever you and I have become tangled up in seems to go quite deep. I assumed it was better, I didn't know. I'm sure much of it will be told to you by your sister when she can. But at the moment, returning to her maybe. Does my father delayed. still live? We don't actually know. Earlier this year on Exaltation Day there was an incident. The exact details of what happened are mixed, but all reports indicate that your father passed that day. We saw him leave the Exaltation. We saw armed people come out and start killing people, but we saw him get out, and then the next thing we heard, he was killed, so we don't know what to believe. But we do know that your sister is alive, and we must take what you can. Yes, this. I had assumed as much from how you spoke of him. You say something happened. Was it... Were we attacked? Was it Kadirans? The Nobody reports knows. are all unclear. Some people say Pathfinder Society. Some people say the... Was it the Brotherhood of Silence? Brotherhood of Silence, yeah. There, there's too many conflicting stories to know for sure who did it. <laughs> In the heart of Opara. What must be the most defended city in the country behind Zimar? And on Exaltation Day of all things. Like, I... I simply don't understand. That... I remember another time when... I was learning the sword. Sword play. From... Uncle Pytherius. And... He explained, he told me the story of his grandfather, or, or, or his father, perhaps. Uh, sorry, is Pythereus, in defense of Zimar, and this hundred-year war with Kadira. 
it's the only thing that that comes to me as a a threat that I can remember uh, something looming over Taldor but I just wish I could remember more it will come with time we We've just have told to be patient that a lot more time has passed than you realized do you want to know exactly how that has happened I assume we'll learn soon enough. It hardly matters now. It's in the past. Whatever that past may be, we can't change it, right? As of currently, I don't believe your sister even knows that we have you or that you exist. Well, then we have good news. Uh, for once, something about this may be bright. We do, but anything recent that she would tell you would just be relayed through us. If you want to know now, we can just tell you now. Well, I suppose that's up to your judgment. I'll learn sooner or later, or I won't. Perhaps you do want me to put all this behind me and simply ignore it altogether. Your reluctance tells me it's not something I'll want to hear anyway is right I wasn't going to Our at all thing. though after this morning I have a slightly different perspective on the situation I was dead on that floor there and I've come back and I was dead before Vadrigan found me, wasn't I? For nearly as long as you've been alive, yes. I'm that's not as surprising as you you may expect it. I obviously I've heard from the people of the city there cries and shouts from the crowds during the performances. I couldn't hear much from the basement, but I had gathered that much as well. They, they called me the Risen Prince. Figured there had to be a reason. That makes as much sense as any. But thank you for telling me the truth however difficult it may be now <laughs> when are we going home I believe we're supposed to be going home whatever the next couple days as soon as I've expended my magic for today I could tomorrow take a few of us and the next day the rest, and we could go from there if we want to leave as soon as possible. I'm still not at my full strength after that battle this morning and won't be for some time, but I should still oh, be able uh, to manage that. Of course. I... I... I'm 
Sorry, I don't mean to forgo my manners. I'm not meaning to push, of course. But I'm simply looking forward to it is all. Leaving this damnable city and never thinking about it again. It's understandable. It makes two of us. Just got to be a little patient, though. We'll, well get then, put you there. To tomorrow, I suppose. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, first thing in the morning, I need one of you to help me put on my full plate. I'm not having another chance at encountering something where I'm not wearing it. Not around the house. I have no problem with that. I wake up early. So at this point, you are only at afternoon, maybe. Possibly not even that far into the day. Uh, what would you do with the rest of your day, party? With everyone alive and as well as can be. And possibly your last afternoon and evening in the city of Yonmas. Are you looking to stay inside, shut the doors, and leave the hellhole as soon as possible, Inori? Or what are we doing? How do you spend your last day in Yonmas? Um, we have some shopping to do, don't we? Yep. I would like to do some shopping. I'll go with you for that, and then might dip out after. I'll so go is along this, as well. Is this we're heading to the Mysterium shopping, or is this we're heading around general shopping? What are we looking for? Oh, specifically, I want to get an Ori a headband. Yeah. But that's the only big thing between the two of us. Uh, if you're just looking for a plus two headband, roll me a D100, I suppose. That's simple enough, and also would be of the stat-boosting belts and headbands, the one that would be in most demand among the nobles. You want to do that, Inori? Oh, yeah. It's D100, you said? Yeah, give me like a 75% yep. chance you can find one without having to bother going to the Mysterium. And with a 68, yeah, you could you could just find those in town at either a traveling merchant or one of, many of the other smaller magical proprietors. Now, if you're looking for one that boosts a specific skill, that's going to be a little harder. But what I will do here, if you want to pick one up, is I figure the easiest way to do this. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36. There are 36 skills, counting artistry and lore with the background skills. Uh -huh. So, Shemu 36. Yeah. I am going to do this. It's not actually going to roll a figure because a D36 does not exist, but it will generate me three random numbers. One, 26, and 18. You have your choice of a headband of vast intelligence that is keyed to acrobatics. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Knowledge history. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, or perform. That makes sense. Those would be three reasonable skills that you'd probably be able to find. So the way, specifically, this is a thing for just, I'm assuming you're going for intelligence here, Magus, if you, you did you want, were you looking for yeah, something it's, different? It's this, okay. Game, All right. I was like, uh, before I get way into this, and you're like, I want wisdom <laughs> for my will saves, actually. But uh, assuming you're getting vast intelligence. Yeah. Because skill ranks are tied to your intelligence, this 
basically gives you plus two int and all of the skill ranks you would retroactively have gotten, which would be 10 at this point, because the party did level up to 10, defeating Zen, are invested into a skill that is keyed to the headband. Uh, and you would easily, the three options you'd be able to find in town are acrobatics, knowledge, history, or perform. So and you would get plus any two. Any ranks I have in it can't go above 10, right? So it would just. No, they would functionally be lost, basically. Uh, you would get plus two int, and then you would automatically go to 10 ranks in that skill. Um, let me go acrobatics. I think I could get use out of that. Okay. So for, what is it? 4,000 gold for these headbands? 4K. Yeah, for four grand, you are able to fairly easily acquire a headband of vast intelligence plus two. That immediately gives you 10 ranks in acrobatics as well. Nice. Very nice. That gives you an added benefit, which I use pretty often. If you ever choose to fight defensively or full defense, you get a plus one to the listed AC. Plus two to total defense. So total plus defense to total. is now plus six instead of plus four. Oh, because, because of, of your, acrobatics. Because cool. you have enough ranks yep. in acrobatics. Yep. Good to know. So, good to know. You'll probably never do it, but I mean, it's there. Yeah, if you, you do have, have like, the total defense action, you get way more defense out of both acrobatics ranks. All right. So 50% more. Yes. Yes. 50% to four to six. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else you want to pick up in town? Uh, I don't know how accessible diamond dust would be. <laughs> diamond dust is not that, like that is a very common consumable. Uh, that is used in a variety of spells, and there would be an assortment of alchemists or various places selling more refined magical reagents beyond potions. I'm not sure what you would call such a place. There's probably a word for it, but I can't think of think of what it would be. Probably just an alchemist, but they, but not limited to potions. They would be able to sell diamond dust in, in the same place you go to get your magical vellum and writing supplies for learning spells and making scrolls. Which I want to pick up some of that. You can do that as well. But, but the point is, as much diamond dust or magical scroll writing materials as you want, you would be able to acquire easily in Yonmas. Wouldn't cool. that just be like an arcanist or something? An arc yeah, I guess like an arcanist. Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's a good that's one. Good knowing words, Nell. <laughs> an arcanist. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> so, yeah, you could easily get as much as you want. And uh, they don't have to inherently be magical. They just no, they have a big store yeah. of magical supplies. Yeah, this is just reagents. that They don't have to be able to use them. They just sell them. Well, even alchemists, when they make like actual class alchemists when they make their potions they're using the same type of stuff just putting it in water yep that's true they boil their leaves yeah they just make it extra wet <laughs> so oh god alchemists have restoration they just drink the diamond dust yeah they literally just stir oh. it into their morning coffee drink it and restorate themselves that's gotta be sandy as hell that's probably absurdly i never considered the the implications that alchemist spells still have the same material components as when anybody else would cast them. I never considered that until just now. An it's alchemist's restoration, which is a potion, requires a thousand gold worth of diamond dust. You it's are not just a eating of sand. <laughs> this is a small handful of diamond dust in your morning coffee. You're and just you're eating the whole sand. Thing. If you want to restore a negative level... Thousand gold worth of diamond dust straight I down the throat. I would rather go have someone cast it. 
then drink it. Because it's diamond dust. Like there's there's no way that it like dissolves into the actual potion. It is non-soluble completely. There is nothing on earth. I'm sure can... an alchemist could find something to dissolve it. Yeah, we got magic. I ain't gotta explain crap. <laughs> He's drinking a but if it can dissolve dust. the diamond, it's also gonna dissolve your esophagus. Magic <laughs> ain't gotta explain crap. We just we just covered this. So is that all? Unless other people have stuff they want to go for specifically right now. I have something everyone can go for before we head to break. A Persona phase. You are solidly the heroes of Yanmas. Everybody in this city recognizes you on site and has heard of what you have done. You were publicly recognized at a gathering outside the city hall for stopping the plague of nightmares. And though your actions with the Twilight's children and the traitorous Tal uh, regiment of the Talbot Horse are less well known, word gets out. Rumors spread and get around. And everybody in town looks up to the deeds of Eutropia's heroes. So, that sounds like a fantastic time for you all to get a Persona face. Baylor. while you're around town and with your last bit of time in Yonmas before you head back to Marat County, what do you want to do with this phase? We're only getting one, right? Getting one right now. I do like having all the genius but I gotta go with something else for this one specific one while we're still in Yonmas. Okay. I am going to teach about worship of Erodin. Kinda. I am going to put out information about how a rodent used to be worshipped and put it in people's minds that the cult even though people associated it with Abadar was not Abadarin. I want to further separate the cult from the Church of Abadar. Which I'm sure the to... Chief Enumerator very greatly appreciates by the yes. way. <laughs> so what I, are I want you... To... What are you I want to roll... Uh, sagacity. From what to what? T from one to two. How <laughs> odds is it going to be a DC 19 check then, my friend, with... Knowledge, knowledge religion. religion. Yep. Alright, can you fail that? <laughs> I can, because religion's one of my lower ones. I ain't know about gods. Uh, you actually got... Yeah, you got all kind of close there. But a 21 will allow you to increase your sagacity to two. And you still do get two more followers added to your retinue as some of the the abandoned flock of the Twilight's children still looking for something to follow now come into your fold. Now, how about you? I am going to tell 
the mighty story of suplexing a dire lion and hog-tying it like it was a house cat. Of course you are. The legend... <laughs> the legend <laughs> of a battle so truly impressive that if we turned it into a shirt. <laughs> Absolutely. That wonder. succeeds whatever the hell the DC is. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that with a 39, you have, in fact, successfully <laughs> increased your heroism. I was going to ask, but then I rolled a 16 on the die. What, what are you going to, out of curiosity? Eight, I believe. Eight? Yeah. <laughs> and that brings you up... Is that the first eight in the party? Do you have an eight in Genius Miller? Nope. That's the first eight. What a champ. So you know that once per phase ability that's literally never come up for anyone? Because no one's mm -hmm. used it. So when you first meet somebody who is not a uh, major I figure. tried to RP use it at the Mysterium. Oh, yeah, that's true. You did actually use it at the Mysterium. No, you totally did. I forgot you used it there. Um, whatever you... That ability, when you meet somebody who's not a major figure to immediately improve their attitude from indifferent or friendly to friendly or helpful, you, Nell Stalwart, against athletes, guards, and soldiers, can now use it on someone with a starting attitude of unfriendly. You can make somebody who already does not like you become indifferent to you, which is honestly, in many cases, far more valuable than getting someone from indifferent to friendly. And is that once per persona phase? Once per phase? persona phase, yes. Let me write that down. Now, Dara, what do you want to do? Um, I uh, I guess I will just... Can I use this on Karius, just the heal? Uh, spending a time tending to those most in need of aid... Uh, maybe just, I don't know. Yeah, you, you can do that. So you would like just carry specifically or just people around Yanmis that you want to help out? Uh, people around Yanmis, I just thought Karius was convenient because he's currently in our house, but I can also just duplicate. <laughs> I wouldn't even have to leave, but I could do people around that. Uh, the goal is to get your renown out. So it's not like increasing persona is very much something you're not doing in private. Because it's something yeah. that is uh, building your fame. Unless well, you're doing so subterfuge. Unless you're doing subterfuge, which yeah, is a little true. bit of a weird gray area. All right, so heal check, I assume. Uh, yeah. You're going from Mine? what to what? Uh, That's a 29, so it doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure you did it. <laughs> uh, three to four. I'm going to three to four. Three to four sagacity? Uh, sacrifice. Sacrifice, three to four sacrifice. So you gain the ability, that thing Nell just, uh, Nell just got an eight. You get at four sacrifice to use against people that are at worst indifferent. And for sacrifice, it is clerics and healers. You can now uh, make once persona phase, one that you meet immediately friendly to you if they are not a major figure. And a Nori. Well, Last real quick. Here. Oh, what's up? Uh, mine was for athlete soldiers and what? And guards. Guards. Inori. <clears throat> um, not going to go for subterfuge this time. Because, I don't know. I'm going to go for heroism. I don't have anything in that, so this should be a decently easy roll, yeah, hopefully. DC um, 17. 
the the idea i mean you know she slayed some things we've, we've killed some <laughs> dragons heroically in maybe, public you killed the dragon in, in public in public yes mind you maybe some of the some people that are maybe more arcane sensitive and want to learn that fighting style teach some a little bit some some one-off classes or something okay now what skill you want to roll for that that's a good one uh, <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, a good uh, good flavor you gotta think of a skill i mean knowledge all knowledge yeah. arcana seems like it'd be reasonable for yeah that. It if, does. if it's like teaching how to use yeah. magic to defend magic yourself? Magic and sword play at the same time. Defensive, uh, magical self-defense class, basically. Yes, like karate. Defense against the dark arts. Magic defense against the dark arts. Yeah. And or dragons. All right. <laughs> Go ahead, roll for me. Drakes. That is a twenty-five. Uh, tw uh, <clears throat> twenty-five will absolutely begin to get you some heroism as well, spreading your renown out further than just the underground circles that you've been working out with the subterfuge previously. And for your for your first point, you just have agents for heroism now uh, that you can use for any purposes you would need heroism-based agents for. So with that, the day, and quite possibly your time in Yanmas comes to a close. Well, and for some of us, it's gonna be the next day before well, I can some of us can go ahead and beat Kahina because she's not here so <laughs> oh yeah I was I was planning on well, well we'll get to it but Kahina was gonna be in the first group anyway all right fair enough so you rest for the evening and the only real problem anyone has is of course Inori who is still struggling with the curse that dream render had placed upon her so, Inori, no nightmares again. No. Make me a will save, as you are once again plagued by these same nightmares. Uh, That's a fifteen. And with a fifteen, you awaken again, fatigued, and you awaken again with less wisdom. This time, down four more. Oh, no. I'm going to pull a Nell here in a second. You might want to look at my sheet for this one. <laughs> yeah, that brings you down to three wisdom. And uh, let's consult the ability score table. And I will tell you, this is oh drain. So this is not just wisdom damage. You have for all intents and purposes, three wisdom. And as these nightmares continue to rack you and take their toll, you are falling apart almost. You have no common sense. You are incapable of even considering the consequences of your actions. Uh, you no longer notice the obvious because perception is based on wisdom. You don't, you rarely notice prominent people or items or occurrences. You just come oblivious almost at this point to what's happening around you. Can I even talk? Yeah. That's well, language is intelligence. Yeah. So okay, you're, you're still totally like book smart intelligence, street smart wisdom. Average is 10. You have three. 
I have no common sense. You have right zero now. common sense whatsoever. And remind also, me why you have subterfuge. You are also again. Its perception is off of wisdom too. So you are completely oblivious. Uh, for reference, the example creature it gives for a creature of two to three wisdom is a shrieker fungus. The example for four or five wisdom is a maggot. Wow. You are below maggot on the wisdom scale. That's that's insulting. If I'll you were one or two lower, you would have the wisdom of an ooze or an animated object. You would just blindly go towards whatever you want. <laughs> oh, no. I have I already do that. Know. So the rest of you sleep soundly and awake in the morning and there would be no it wouldn't be an immediate obvious outward change to Inori just she would exhibit all those things I said she would have no common sense uh, she would seem to completely lack understanding of uh, planning or things that are happening she just seems oblivious to the room around her like three wisdom might be walking into door frames kind of stuff like pouring like, coffee is really quite difficult yeah, and like stubbing your toe on all the furniture, like you're—it would you be are evident. Fully incapable of noticing your surroundings. Yeah, oh. that's that's basically it. Bill, I'm, I'm gonna have to borrow the leash again. Can you guys watch <laughs> Carius while I take it? Yeah. Take Anori to the church. Well, should I come with you just in case? It wouldn't be a bad idea. Leave Dora and Kahina. Climbing on rooftops. I gotta watch her. I so, Baylor, Inori, and Nell are heading back out to the Temple of Abadar once more to hopefully address, well, this general situation. So, as you approach that time, uh, the chief enumerator is not there this particular morning uh, but as per usual at least two of the clerics are around uh, and I will give you the full just choice you can use absolutely within your power to request them to bring the chief enumerator or you can have them attempt to clear it again it's at least slightly cheaper if they cast it because lower caster level but it's also much less likely to succeed I could also see about the Mysterium. Uh, you could. They have clerics of Nethys there who may be more familiar with the specifics of the creature that dealt this curse. Well, which do you want to do? Are you taking her to the Temple of Abadar? Or are you taking her to well, the Well, I'm saying when we get to the Temple of Abadar and oh, the chief enumerator specifically isn't there... I'm throwing out the idea that we could try elsewhere as well. Yeah, so I mean that may we... that may be a bit longer of a wait. Well, is it a today wait, or is it a couple days wait? They may be able to get us in today. I'd have to go there and ask to find out for sure. Dancing lights. I think we might want to just call the enumerator. This is worse than me on my normal. This is not okay. 
Mm. We gonna fetch the enumerator? One of the clerics heads out to the mercantile hall to fetch the enumerator. And uh, as the morning carries on, uh, from previous rains elsewhere in the uh, the, uh, the whistling plains, a heavy fog rolls in over Yonmus, uh, sure. obscuring sight and just adding an almost otherworldly pall across the town. You wait inside the chapel, and about half an hour later, the cleric returns with the chief well, enumerator. While they're gone, I'm going to have a quick discussion with Baylor. Okay, yeah, go ahead. There's still so, a cleric here, but one of them went out. Yeah, uh, th this is about just us and general gear and stuff. I'm trying to mage hand your sword off your back. I don't think you actually can. I know, it's probably a little bit He more didn't ask time. whether he could, he said he's doing it. <laughs> This so, wasn't a question, no. So I'm just going to feel a light tugging at, at my hip while I'm talking to Baylor. And I'm going to unfortunately have to ask you here about magic and how it could benefit me. Uh, the other day, without my full plate, I was barely more useful than a chair. Uh, do you know of anything? Anori, what are you doing? Huh? Never mind, just just stay there for a moment. Do you know of anything that can help me with this? It it just it takes it takes long to get into and when we get ambushed I feel helpless. I mean, I suppose there's several different ways to work around this. There's making the full plate magically comfortable enough to the point where you could be in it 24-7 is an option. There are ways to don the armor more quickly. It's whatever manner you want to go about it in and see if we can find that proper means of a solution. That would be whatever can be used by me. It, it, it's got to be something simple. Well, I could head over to the Mysterium and see if there were particular ways of just items specifically that would do that. I mean, you know better this, than me. Well, it's enchanting your armor to all the time be comfortable enough to stay in would take some time, and we don't plan to be here that much longer. And spells that would make it that way would not last forever for just you. So looking for some way... Inori... And uh, with a spell, Inori disappears from his sight. I asked Nell about the leash we used with him. I should have actually I'm going to walk it. over and grab Inori. Uh, with a 29, that is definitely not enough to see an invisible target that's not in combat. 
I thought it's just if you're not stealthing, it's 20. It's 20 because it, it's 40 if you're invisible, and being in combat's a minus 20 penalty. Okay. So it's flat DC 40 to find an invisible Inori. Okay. I'd, Unless Baylor, she's, like, giggling or something, in which case it's way easier. <laughs> Baylor, where did Nori go? That's not something I can determine easily, but... Like, I, I, I would have heard the spell and could have yeah, you identified would, you it. Yeah, you can't fail to identify its vanish. And yeah. around about this time, she'd reappear, because it only lasts for 30 seconds. In the same spot, she never moved. <laughs> All right, let's hope the enumerator arrives quickly. But if you just think the mysterious... Tie a rope around her waist. Just hold <laughs> the end of it. The enumerator comes into you... Tying a rope around Inori's waist, and Inori probably asking why this is necessary with a complete lack of understanding of why you would want to do this. Looking a little confused, just shake his head. I don't want to lose uh, her. The effects of the curse that did not get fully removed yesterday appear to have progressed further. Oh. I had figured it was, was I'm sorry yeah, that that's that's what we're here to fix this is dire uh, to be sure Lady Dentho will you allow me to inspect you okay a little uh, slowly, cautiously, he approaches. Hold that rope tight now. Starts to uh, cast some simple detection cantrips and also just look her over generally as well. Uh, he does, holds up a pair of fingers, instructs in a way to follow it with just her eyes without moving her head as he moves them back and forth in front of her face. And then asks a series of very simple questions that she seems to have a lot of difficulty stumbling through. Not things that she would know, but almost like very simple riddles with an obvious answer. He puts up hands. We should be able to handle this. Uh, one moment. Turns back around to Baylor and Nell. This is dire. Uh, the situation is worse than it may appear. If this curse progresses any further, she may become comatose. Well, what's the best way to fix it? Obviously, we need to get rid of the curse, but how do we fix this? Well, all we can really do is continue attempting to unravel the curse. Beyond that, another restoration should be able to reverse whatever damage her mind has sustained from this. I have a few castings of the spell prepared today. Hopefully we will be able to remove it. Yeah, I mean, do what you have to do. So, we can't let this proceed. Do... Do you have much knowledge of magic in general? Some, of course. To be able to prepare even divine magics requires both an understanding and an impart of power from a divine being. It's not as simple as prayer. There are still the incantations, the motions, and I have some understanding of spellcraft and 
arcane studies, but I doubt it would be more than you yourself, Sir Lemus. I have a tool that may help you in overcoming the curse that is affecting her mind, though I don't know whether you'd be able to use it effectively. I can certainly try. And in the corner, as Inori <laughs> pulls out a little fluff of cotton from her spell component pouch and incants a spell, you hear the roar of a dire lion as Inori says out loud, dire lion. <laughs> I feel like that doesn't even require a will to save to understand that's not a dire lion. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> <sighs> I can try, Sir Lamus. I can certainly give it an attempt. Well, I'll pull out the numerology cylinder. <laughs> All right. What's the arcana <laughs> check? Uh, did I put it on my actual sheet? I did not. I should have done that. I'll copy that when I look it up this time. <laughs> All right, let me pull it up real quick. Like, it is a DC 20 int or DC 25 knowledge. Yeah, Guess who's doing a straight up int check? It's this guy. <laughs> I'll pull it out of his hand. So he takes it. And I will, of course, explain it to him. You explain generally how it works. And he starts to turn the dials on this cylinder and shakes his head. I'm certain this is beyond me. Give me. And with an audible click, the cylinder locks. It he was worth a shot. Looks at Inori and hands it back to Baylor. Give me. It's and locked, Inori. We can't use it. And with that, and another 216 gold. <laughs> It's my ring. And the assistance of your ring. He's going to try once again to remove Dream Render's curse from Minori. Baylor got a six on the die. Hey, I'm evening out the RNG. That means he's going to get a 14. Please roll high. <laughs> yes. Yay. The 19 on the die. Because I helped so much. The chief enumerator. You helped so much with your ring. He's going to take his roll. Uh, and finally, the magic seems to release. He can feel the curse cave and give way and dissipate. Though Inori, still fatigued and at three wisdom, does not feel any different. Now... I believe I've done it. All that would be left is to address the symptoms. I'll need a pinch more diamond dust, a tenth of what was necessary for you, Sir Lemus, and the tithing for the incantation. I believe I can now bring her back. Do you have the dust on hand, or shall we have to go and fetch some more? I know we used a good amount yesterday. Most of my stocks, but I still have enough for this purpose. And so for 100 gold, and then 
like 120, I think it is for, uh, or yeah, 160 was what it ended up, but something like that. He will cast one more restoration. And with that, all of Inori's wisdom drain is removed. And now Step back to full brain. Yeah, you feel a, almost a actual click as your wisdom comes back. And that's a, it's an odd one to describe. Wisdom and charisma are so hard to describe how they feel because well, you're not you don't know anymore. It's just everything seems to make more sense to you. Your vision sharpens. You notice. The world is no longer weird and confusing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, for this, it's like you've been daydreaming constantly since you woke up. Yeah, it almost feels like you're just now waking up. Huh. Like you've been half asleep. That's a great way to put it. And you hear the voice of Ciara in your head. Oh, Thank the gods. I didn't have to try to communicate with the hunk of trash you've been this morning, girl. Oh, did you try? Of course not. I'm just curious. I don't even know how I got here. I was getting ready to restart reaching out to Nell. Find the new wielder. Now, hold. that's real desperate there, CRN. Come on. You feel a, a little emotion of mirth come from him with that uh Nimitter speaks again are you dent though how do you oh, feel sorry, i was just talking to my sword she's not quite all there in the first place it's fine and yeah you have the a talking to the sword thing is not a weird thing that's, that's yeah normal. that's perfectly normal thank you it might be normal but it doesn't mean i can't take a jab at it no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that to the enumerator. Yeah. Inori yeah, says, yeah. I've been talking to my sword. I am. He says another, uh, uh, he asks you another couple questions here. Uh, just kind of, and this is almost going to seem insulting at this point, because you would remember them previously and you would kind of understand why he's doing it. I ask you, all right. A farmer delivers three bales of apples, takes them to market and sells one of them. How many bales does he bring home? And, uh, Similar probes. <laughs> At which point he nods. I believe the worst of it has passed. Again, thank you for bringing me back. Of course. I, I... Uh, no, you can untie that uh, rope now. Yeah, why am I tied up? My words we... yesterday were not hollow platitudes. If ever you require my assistance, I am at your call. But... If there is nothing further, I do need to return to my duties in the Mercantile Council. No, we, we greatly appreciate your help. Thank you for everything. Of course. Hopefully this will be the last of whatever dreadful curses have befallen Lady Dentho, and that the rest of you will see good health. Uh, good morrow I'm, to the group of you. I'm just going to, while we're mid-conversation, go over and untie Nori's waist. And then I imagine the three of you can are going to head back. Are we, uh, or is there uh, anything? We, we gotta you want to go to Mysterium. A, yeah. That's right. Gotta you want to go to Mysterium, Mysterium and see what you can find. So, at the Mysterium, Where once again, take a break? we should. Oh, I was hoping to wrap this up real quick <laughs> and then take a break. You guys keep wanting to go do more stuff. So, you head to the Mysterium. 
Baylor goes through the process of getting inside, hands over all his magical items, dismisses anything he might have cast on himself, puts on the necklace, and meets again with Merzad, uh, the tending archivist. Welcome back, Sir Landless. Is there something more you're worth seeking? Uh, looking for a solution to one particular problem before we may be leaving the town for quite some time. Of course. A companion of mine often wears rather heavy armor that's difficult getting in and out of, and it's come up that we've been ambushed with him ill-prepared and looking for some sort of workaround for that, preferably one that he can handle entirely on his own. Your knight friend, um, Stalwart, I believe. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm sure you're aware of several solutions to this problem. Uh, there are many low-level magics that will e either assist in donning the armor or allow him to wear it at all times, but if you're looking for a solution he can handle himself, I'm afraid these will be beyond him without some teaching. But I do have... Another artifact, perhaps. And he, uh... motions to the rack with the goggles and the gloves. And as you don those, and again, the room is filled with suits of glamoured armour and various glowing gemstones and artifacts, runes of all sorts throughout the shelves and displays, stored in their pocket dimension. Uh, Mirzad puts on a, a set as well, and walks back to a case behind a gleaming silver suit of half-plate armor. But he doesn't reach for the armor. He reaches down behind it to what looks like a fairly plain leather sack with a pair of bracers in front of it. This is something that many of the Hell Knights of Cheliax employ for similar situations, and... In its success, it has seen some spread throughout the inner sea regions and even further beyond. It's an armager's panoply. Anyone can use this. It is activated by a simple command phrase that your friend will be able to comprehend. You store a suit of armor in the extra-dimensional space inside this bag. Wear the bracers, and at a word, whatever armor or defenses that you currently bear will be teleported into the bag and whatever is inside the bag's extra, extra planar space will be teleported onto your person. So, mechanics question while we're inside the Mysterium. Mechanics answer while we're inside the Mysterium. I can't cast, like, detect magic and stuff. If I have the ability to try to identify an item without casting detect magic, could I pick this up and do it? Do you have such an ability? And now that we're level 10, I do. Then, yeah. I mean, if you don't have to cast any spells to do it, absolutely. You can't uh, use any magic, but... uh, th There's a big penalty to it. <laughs> Oh, you have signature skill spellcraft, don't you? 
So uh, you and ten ranks and spoke awesome. up, you can do it without detect magic. Yeah, sure. Go ahead and try to so, identify so, it without even using detect magic. Just yeah, trying to use I know what this is. your own innate understanding <laughs> to piece through. Examining the not even on this plane version of it. You just literally to flex on the audience here. Which you have one I don't off think that gets it. Failed no. in doing. If oh, you well. didn't have the negative level, you would have done it. Because it'd be DC 18, that's a 17. So you can, as, the, the, I mean, you can mostly the, the, like, understand that this seems like it will do what he says, but beyond but that, I can't look at him and tell him what the command word of it is no. without even doing anything. You can't put it together, you know. <laughs> and, and you can't suss out the exact specifics of it. Oh, well. Would have been fun, but. <laughs> can you change the command word of magical items? No, it's part of creation. So, Mirzad continues, This is the best thing that I have in my archives here to address that problem. Uh, beyond and, that, I'm unsure. And what exactly would be the cost of this, this is, set of items? This is a fairly rare item and still these days difficult to acquire outside Shelyax. That said, I believe 720 platinum would be a fair price for the set. That's a good deal of what we have remaining, but I believe it would be worth having. Well, if you wish to make the exchange, I will teach you the command word, and you, in turn, can teach it to your ally, and you shall never need fear your knight missing his armor. He can even sleep in these simple leather bracers, and I imagine they will not in any way intrude upon his rest. Now, a few caveats. Uh, the sack must... It doesn't ne not necessarily be on your person, but must be somewhat nearby. Uh, the enchantment starts to wither beyond around 500 feet. And even with the command word, it can only be activated a maximum of three times per day. That's all the magic stored in the bracers. I understand. I believe I'll be taking this, and then there was one relatively weak scroll I was looking for. Fair enough. I'll browse our libraries and see if I can find it for you. What is it you need, Sir Landis? Will, will you just give me that I know that about the spell Stricken Heart? I mean, you're a wizard with like with... plus 94 to spellcraft, so I'm... Yeah. I am going to go ahead and assume you know that spells exist, yes? I think. Uh, with, with, with my negative level, I'm still at a plus 20 on Arcana. Yeah, and... I would say you are fully aware of second level spells that okay. exist at this point, wizard. So, yes, so I would you like could, to uh, pick up one of those. And he could provide you with the scroll of Stricken Heart for whatever All the right. market price of a second level scroll is. Am I finally hey, at the point that I got my Intimidate higher than the Bard's? I think it's been there a lot of the time. Yeah, I think you actually have she's, mostly been there she's because been a you get strength and charisma to it. So just the fact that you get two stats to it's pretty powerful. Hers but, has been a couple points higher. 
for 720 platinum plus whatever that scroll costs, you can get the Armager's Panoply and the scroll of just a single scroll of Stricken Heart? Yes. A single scroll of Stricken Heart. And your business complete, I assume. You head out of the Mysterium, and now, as the group of you head back to meet back up with Dara, Kahina, and Prince Karius, we should take our break. Now is the time that we break. As we are all back now, let us continue our adventures. The four of you, or the three of you rather, return back to your rental. At this point, enough exposure to repeated prestidigitations would make it largely clean of the bloodstains and it well mostly looks like nothing happened there is still the actual damage that has been done from some crossbow bolts being fired into walls and swinging some bladed weapons around but it just looks like someone got in a fight not the, the horrible atrocities that actually took place here and as you get back i'm gonna hand nell a sack Tell him to take his armor off and put it in there. Is is this like the bag of holding? Is the is it actually just a normal bag or does it? I think he said extra dimensional space. Uh, it is a bag of holding. It is an extra dimensional space that can hold specifically one suit of armor. If you try to put anything but the pieces of one suit of armor or more pieces of other suits of armor in after the first thing's placed in the bag, it literally just phases through the bottom of the bag and falls on the floor. So, as far as Nell is concerned, I'm going to say pretty much. <laughs> yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Okay, I need someone to help me out of my armor first. Also, where's that broken... That's uh, probably just laying on the couch. The broken armored coat? Yeah. Yeah, it's just been ditched somewhere where it got obliterated. It did All its right. job. It did. It got destroyed by Zan's scythe. Well, while anybody's helping him take off his armor, I'm going to fix the armored coat. And... I prepared one of those today. And with a quick spell... Your mending restores the armored coat back to a pristine condition, probably. 37, 37. will restore it back to a pristine condition, yes. All right. So. And after a few minutes, Nori and or Dara and or Kahina are able to help Nell get out of his full plate. And I'm just going to start putting it in the bag, but I'm going to have to have someone hold the bag open for me while I put the breastplate in there. It is a fairly large mount sack to be able to fit a full suit of armor in there, so it, it's it's and a shield. A, it's like a potato sack, pretty much. <laughs> but <laughs> as you put it in, in there. unlike your bag of holding, while the bag does not get heavier, it does get chunkier. It gets more solid, and as you place the helm down into the bag, uh, it only leaves a few inches of space between the top of your helmet and the mouth of the bag itself. Right, and then, having fixed the armored coat, I'm going to hand Nell these bracers. All right. What are these? Put them on. And these would be simple padded cloth and leather van braces. Uh, they don't seem particularly sturdy. They barely pass as armor. Uh, I mean, they would, they're would they better, much better than nothing, but they're just like several layered sheets of cloth with a thin leather exterior. They're comfortable. Are these supposed to... 
do something. Listen carefully and repeat after me. And then I'll tell him the command word. Oh, come on. You got to make up a command word. You got to make it up. Because <laughs> if you think I'm not saying this every single time. You got to say it every time you come up with it. <laughs> Dude, no, no, you learned it from Berzai. Yeah. What's the command word? It doesn't have to be words. It can be different. What's our standard action command word, Baylor? I don't know. I'm bad at this. <laughs> command word. <laughs> <laughs> the secret word is command words. No, come it's got to say... Come on. Anybody got any ideas? I got <laughs> Joe, it's all what you. Are the names for your lizards? No, it's the... all you. I mean, one of them is named Gamora. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here waiting. Come on, give me a word. That's a, uh, I mean, we, That'll do. The command Gamora. word could be Gamora. The Bible's not a thing in Galarian. That's a magical <laughs> word. So, uh... He tells you Gamora. So I just, just say it. Oh, this Repeat is good. after me. Uh huh. Gamora. Where's Dara at? You Gamora. gotta say this. <laughs> and uh, as you say the word, with a an instant flash of magic, you are in your full suit of full plate, uh, properly fitted and strapped in. in the so, of an eye. so what you're saying is, I'm I'm face to face with Baylor. I'm having a conversation. He tells me to say Gamora. I say Gamora. I'm now no longer looking you at Baylor. You raise up a half inch off the floor from yeah. your massive greaves being put on you. And, uh, and, and you're I, suddenly and looking, looking through a visor. And I'm looking at the inside of my full plate. Yeah. So I'm just... What the hell? That's, Three times just... per day, you have to have the sack relatively close by. And it does work. It does work in reverse, right? Yeah, if you say it again, it'll just take it off. It'll replace it with whatever armor's in the bag, which, when there's nothing in the bag, I'm going to go ahead and say it switches it with nothing, and you'll just have your clothes on again. Armored coat. Oh, yeah, your armored coat would be in the bag. You're correct. It would actually have taken your armored coat off. Well, uh, you normally, it would. Because well, yeah, I, I don't think he put the armored coat on after oh. I fixed it. He then, just, yeah, it would be nothing. He, he has been following my direct instructions and not doing anything else. Fair enough. <laughs> Okay, so that that answers the the question I had for you. Um, Wasn't like exactly it. cheap, but I believe it'll be worth the cost. And uh, as you're here in your little area, uh, in your condo, dealing with this, uh, Prince Carius looks down the corner. That sounded interesting. Can you do it again? Two more times today. Do it again, Nell. The prince just oh, asked you oh, to. Hold on. Hold on. Before I do it again, put my coat in the bag. I thought you could, mm, Okay. I guess it just switches out, right? He, he said on. it switches. I want to see it switch. So you put your armored... You stuff your armored coat into the bag. Gamora. And with another flash, your full plate is gone. You drop a half inch down to the floor, and you have your armored coat on over your clothes. I does like it, it. Does it have to be armor? Like, if I snuck in, like, a bikini or something <laughs> while you weren't looking? That just falls through. And it does have to be armor. It just falls through. Well, what if it's, like, armored bikini? 
that 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 exists. You, this yeah, is an yeah. RPG. To my <laughs> yeah, understanding, armored bikinis are incredibly common in RPGs. Have you looked at the art? <laughs> well, if you got a bikini and you made it plus one clothing, that counts as armor. And you could then put it in the bag and teleport it on my body. Clothes? I don't yes. think you can plus one clothes. Now, clothes are armor with a rating of zero. For certain purposes. Yeah, I, yes. like if you did that, I don't think you would have one armor you can bonus enchant. to your AC. No, you, you can enchant your clothes like that. You can't because it, then you, bracers yeah, you, of armor you can't. wouldn't That's what exist. bracers of armor are. Yeah, you definitely can't just... Like there are some enchantments that can be placed on clothing, but you yeah. can't put most armor enchantments or even like you, plus you one on You have to clothes. plus one something before you can put enchantments on it. It doesn't well, do anything. You have to plus one plus armor one. before you put enchantments on it. You don't have to plus one like a shirt to make it sleeves of many garments. You just enchant it to be sleeves of many garments. There's that's a specific item. That's most magical clothing. There's <laughs> there's not. I actually cannot immediately think of any armor bonus you can put on clothes. Shadowed. I'm not convinced you can put shadowed on clothes. I don't there, if it doesn't specifically say you can, you can't. That's that's why you can't. That uh, there's a permissive there are, rule set. You can't put are, shadowed on a duck because it doesn't say you can't enchant foul. Like it's a, <laughs> you can do. There it. are it says specific you spells that treat clothing as though they are armor with a zero bonus, but that's a separate thing, and they aren't naturally treated that way. Anyway. If you sneak a metal <laughs> bikini, a chainmail bikini, into Nell's bag, and he says Gamora, he is going to be very sad very fast. I don't know if he's going to be very sad or uh, the rest of us are going to yeah, be Yeah, I was going to say, I think that would actually make most of you way more sad than it's going to make Nell. Well, Anori's already seen me buck naked, so... Would it put the bikini on the outside of his clothing or on the inside? I guess you're right, actually. It would just put an armored bikini outside of his clothes. It'd look funny. It would look funny. Anyway, and these are my Moving friends. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> this is an out of character conversation. Prince Carius, Prince Carius smiles and shakes his head a bit. The wonders of magic never cease to amaze. I only wish it was something I could study, but alas, I never had the time. Not that I should remember it now. Besides, I'm hardly old enough. So landless, it must have taken you, what, dozens of years of study to gain the power you have now? Never too young to start. Which is true. True. So, when are we heading back home? Not to rush, just call it curiosity. I can bring... In my mind, the plan was yourself, Dara, and Kahina, along with myself, to... It's a town, a good day's ride from where your sister currently is. And I can make that trip for all of us tonight and transport just myself back. And then tomorrow, bring the rest of us and we can from there proceed to the palace where your sister currently resides. You're going to leave the little gun and the big gun behind. Oh, now I'd be more considered like a, a large stone wall. You're the little gun. I'm the big gun. 
regardless of the details. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, please, let me know as soon as you're ready to go. And... So in like, out of for progression and reasons, if there's nothing else we have left to do in Yanmas, we can just storybook over the rest of the evening, you make your preparations, gather your things. I actually did want to talk to Inori tonight. Well, good, before or after you go? Because she's coming with you first, right? No, you said he was taking the other... No, I oh, was, not Inori, okay. No, yeah, Dara and Kahina I was going to take. All right. And then come back and wanted to speak with Inori tonight. Well, then go right in. So... Just me and Anori in the room. Making sure Nell's not around. I'd be asleep at this point. <laughs> it's like the afternoon. Well, I, I, don't I, have I did. We, to like, do. Like, we weren't go necessarily going right away. And like, I know. That's what I'm saying. The... Like, but even if it, even if you're going tonight, this is at worst like the afternoon. Unless he's waiting I, until 11 p.m. to have this combo and then teleport. I mean, I, I, I mean, There's I wouldn't wait until you. later in the evening to start speaking to Anori. Yeah, well, make enough. sure Nell's not going to interrupt this. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> so, Inori. Yeah, what's up, Baylor? You're more familiar with the shadier organizations and that type of thing. I have, uh, yeah, part of the part of the job, unfortunately. You of all people would understand that if an organization wished to remain secret, they would often go to rather great lengths to remain such. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So, in regards to such situations, knowing nothing about them is often safer than knowing anything. It's a Depends where, I mean, where, where are we getting at here, Baylor? I believe we've reached the point where we may have kicked a hornet's nest. Well, yeah, when Phrasma's will is enacted in our front doorstep, yeah, I'd say we have. Separately from that, I didn't share everything that I got from Vadrigan. I did feel like you were holding something back. There is a group that he belonged to. When I first heard of it, I wrote it off as simple superstition. And as I learned more, I felt it better for no one else to know about it. If they wish to remain so secret, spreading information would simply paint a target on our heads. So okay. I kept all this. But now we have directly taken down someone from that group. And he more or less confirmed my suspicions that I believe Panavar is also among this group as he died. Do you think that's the Lothi he was referring to? 
And as Inori says the word Lothied, my eyes kind of flicker. I shake it off for a second. Yes, I do believe that Panavar is the Lothied he referred to. Panavar clearly is a powerful wizard, and this group is supposed to be comprised of casters controlling things from behind the scene. Was one of Panavar's ancestors who sealed the Sakil in the attic in the Palace of Birdsong. I believe his family may have been part of it for generations. Wow. So, I, I, do they have a, a name or like what is what are they called? I don't know if I've even heard of anything like this. Do you remember in the ruins so many months ago beneath the Senate? I remember being book, down there. That autobiography I found and the awakened diorat who was obsessed with circles. Yeah, isn't that the one that hurt Dara? Yes. The wizard who had that diorat as his familiar in the book claimed to be working for the group called the Immaculate Circle. Wow. You're saying their ultimate goal is to control the world, essentially? Kind of? From what the autobiography said, they have. They've been working behind the scenes, controlling many things in Taldor for who knows how long. I immediately, while I'm staring at Baylor still, I'm like, is there any truth to this, CRN? Is this why you... Is, do you know anything about this and Panavar and is this something that we need to really be worried out here being in their target now? Siaren actually pauses. Uh, no immediate response. So you are actually just like standing there with Baylor, getting nothing back yet from Siaren for a few moments. So, finally, you hear that voice in your head again. Not wrong. He's not wrong, and nothing Bartleby said back in Marat was wrong, girl. Told you that if I could help you with your thing. Finding Jareth and avenging your dad. I needed something in return. I'm starting to wonder with how much Baylor knows if that's even going to be asking much of a favor. Rather than something he's going to end up wanting to do anyway. I mean, it's not the, the worst thing in, in the world. Our goals aligning and such. I just... I mean, how powerful are these guys? 
And is their aim the psychotrax that you were talking about? They have that. There's nothing they need to do on that front, and that's the problem. My brother and the rest of his triumvirate running that running the, the immaculate circle problem can't say I know for sure what they intend to do but what I can say is this whole war for the crown we've been running around doing errands on not going to be relevant for long if they got their eyes aimed higher if they're in possession of it already why haven't they used this thing already Do you know more? And the Baylor at this point, and Ori's just kind of looking, maybe glancing at her sword sometimes, and you know she talks to it, but she usually uh -huh. doesn't stand there for this long, just silent. It's probably been like a good five, ten seconds with all the space of CR and waiting to reply. But I'm completely comfortable to wait it out. I realize this could be a big thing. Because <laughs> I'm the one who turned it on. What do you mean you turned it on? I won't need more than that. I don't know how much more I can give you, girl. I hardly remember this. It's been centuries. Once upon a time, I thought I knew a lot more about magic than I did. Panavar and whatever allies across the plains he has pulled the psycho tracks. Wherever it came from. I don't know where it came from. I don't know what all it can do. But I know he needed help getting the thing activated here in the material plane. It wasn't born a pointy stick. I, I put that much together. I was an alchemist. A damn good one. Possibly the best in all Taldor. If I'm going to go ahead and pat myself on the back there. But, misguided. The same way Bartleby doesn't know much about what his grandfather's been doing behind the scenes. I don't know enough about the circle to know that just helping out my brother with this artifact he, how he found wasn't a great decision. Raw magic wasn't enough to do it, and neither was my science. But a soul was. So here I am, stuck in a damn sword for the rest of the time. By, not by your own choice, though, right? Did of course not. You think I chose this? No, I've. Wow. Look, Nori. Locking me in here is the minimum what this thing can do. Taking a soul from the living vessel to a cold piece of steel. Even allowing me to retain some of my magic so that I can help out as necessary. That's 
thinking that's what the Psycho Tracks does. Is like... I don't even know a good comparison for you. It's like picking up a potion, pulling out the cork, and then being impressed it's bouncy. It's not even scratching the surface of what the damn potion does. I don't know what Panavar wants to do. I don't know if he's gone rogue or if he's following the steps of his father and his father all the way up the genealogy of Panavars until they stop being full enough of themselves to name their kid the same damn thing. But that artifact, it's not meant to be here. It's not meant for us to use. It's not meant for anyone on this plane to be messing with. I don't care if he has no plans other than letting the thing be a shelf in his bedroom. It needs to be gone. Even if that means you don't get out of a sword? And so be it. I told you I promised you that if you helped me, I would help you. This doesn't change anything. I'm We're still going to do it. That. Um, as far as, I mean, we realize that Baylor here is probably on the same line as us. Well, uh, and this all seems to work out in our favor. <laughs> should I tell him about the, the ultimate weapon? <laughs> well... Fortunately, me not knowing a whole lot of what it does, I don't know how much good it's gonna do. Besides, what lead do we even have? If he's in the right, the circle will find us, for we gotta worry about finding them. Right. I will... And he just kind of laughs. You know, life's full of the strangest damn coincidences. I got one in particular here. <laughs> a couple as they keep happening. The triumvirate. Panavar and his buddies that run this magical immortals club in the Immaculate Circle. They're the ones who make all the decisions. <laughs> and you've met two of uh, You've met one of them. We know Panavar. And if everything keeps working out how it is, I wouldn't be surprised if we just happen to run into the third. Who's the third? Jareth. Ever you more might... reason to kill him. And you might be getting your reckoning sooner than you think. Why is that? I think we're... Well, if we pissed off Panavar's drinking buddies and they come after it, there's a pretty good chance Jarrett's going to be the one doing it. I'll be ready for him. Well, I guess we got to take this stupid kid back to Marat first. Figure out where we're going from there. Hey, uh... Sorry about what happened to you. It's awful. It sounds... I mean, your own brother. <laughs> it was my mistake. Like I said before, nobody knows it better than I do. 
Then I never put any damn trust in a Lothid. <laughs> I experienced that one firsthand. Which I'm fully aware also includes myself, but hey, at this point, what harm could you have in just disbelieving everything you're told? How many more circles is this gonna loop around before we find an end? Well, it's a lot to take in. Man. Your wizard friend's waiting pretty patiently, may wanna rub <laughs> Right, right, you're correct. Oh, Miller, hey, you've uh, been standing here like that. That was enough with enough pauses for uh, uh, like intentional pause in the conversation there. You've been standing here for a good 30 seconds, probably. Uh, well, but you've been fully aware of what's going on. And uh, like you said, waiting patiently. Yeah, like I, I chose Inori because I wanted to hear from CRN all, yeah. possibly more than her. <laughs> Snap out of it. And... Sorry about that. We uh, had quite the talk. I assume CRN had some input on the situation. Yeah, he definitely did. Got a lot to tell you, and then I would spend the rest of the evening and try and do impart everything that was conveyed to me from CRN. And he catch Baylor up on the business here: the triumvirate, the circle, CRN's origins, the psychotracks, whatever that actually does. Violent Jarrett's and the uh. A ruling member of the circle. You guys well, go out and come, it turns out. We'd have a lot of similar goals. I don't know why I was able to come back, but at least I know someone would have known something if I hadn't to bring this information back around. Well, it's like fate or something. It, you know, I, I, I sat out on this just to... The goddess of fate killed me a direct servant of hers she also let you come back and the more I think about that the more I don't like it don't you don't trust her huh I mean I get it I'm not much of a religious type myself at all there's you have some grasp of what I do. You yeah. know, I've altered time before in ways you've sort of seen and in many times ways you've never noticed. Turns Damn. out a lot of followers of the Goddess of Fate don't like arcane manipulation of time. There's See it as a heresy. There are some that believe that Manipulating time is the hardest of the arcane. Pretty impressive. Certainly not easy. But outside of the ones who see it as heresy, I've met those who have tried to convince me that it's not me doing it. Hmm. That the only reason I have any of this power that I've worked decades to perform is because Phrasma lets me do it. That if I hadn't spent 50-some years studying, I'd still have all the same ability to do it as I currently do. And nothing I do matters. Now, what you do does matter. I mean, Nell told me this story about how you used that ability to 
to save all those soldiers and and reunite that you know with the, his uh, elephant. I mean, that's you. That's not someone telling you to do that. That was you. So take that for what it's worth. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I believe you. It's not some divine intervention. That's that's your power. That's your magic. But they go and say my power only comes from Phrasma, and then Phrasma lets me come back when by every logical reason I shouldn't have been able to. Can't help but bug my mind that it makes more sense their way than it does my own. Yeah, that's... I see where you're coming from, but dwelling on that isn't going to solve anything. You're here? It's not, but I still don't like it. Oh. Then you make them fear Baylor Landless and their mistake to let you come back. Well, that's probably it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, with that, I assume you would finish your preparations to teleport yourself and yeah, sleep the night, go the next day, meet up with everybody at so you're gonna teleport, the Rostam estate. Teleport you, Dara, Kahina, and Karius with a flash of your teleportation magic. I'm gonna give you as it is literally your own house. I'm not going to make you roll for a teleport. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we talked about that yeah, before. Like That's it's... why I'm picking the estate and not Birdsong, because we were there for months. And then you will blink back, rest, and the following morning, use a second casting of that same magic to return yourself, Inori, and Nell on the morning of Star Day the 25th. Back once again in Marat County. Now, as the three of you teleport in and the three of you arrive, you would teleport into a downpour outside the manor. But otherwise, the estate seems largely as you've left it. There have been carers throughout Stockies that have been taking care of the thing, just as they did briefly before, uh, while it was the abandoned Betney estate, and obviously you have the friggin' Doma voice, so, I mean, <laughs> like, it looks like it never stopped being lived in, but bears no signs of the fact that it's, uh, well, the, uh, no signs of use, rather. Now, with all of you, along with Prince Carius here in the Bedney estate that morning. Well, I can help with transportation, though it would be maybe slower than we'd like. The very first thing that I'm going to do after breakfast, after we've decided what we're going to do here, I'm gonna go see what Bubo's up to. Oh no. Well, that's not gonna be difficult for uh for you to track down. Uh let me hold on, I gotta find my token. What am I doing <laughs> without having my Bubo token? He got back to Marat and I didn't have the Bubo token here prepared, assuming you were going to immediately go talk to Bubo. What am I even doing with my life? 
that was this page question mark gonna just walk into town or are you at least gonna let me summon the carriage to take us it is literally raining it is uh not like yeah, a downpour but it's raining town. pretty hard we're gonna have to go through town to go to where we're going so i was just gonna stop for a few minutes while in town i also owe Bubo back pay Okay. So you make your way into town and find Bubo. Probably exactly where you would expect. In the tavern. Already at least moderately drunk. As a as you walk in. Well, either to, the tavern or Pius comes house. That's the same building. No, it's not. not anymore. Oh right, you built your own tavern now. Yeah. No, you're right. I <laughs> totally right. forgot you have a separate you have Nell's tavern now. Okay, uh so Pisicums is more of an inn then. Uh then you would you would no, find I have a him full in brewer. Like, I have the whole Kit Kat Kaboodle. Oh, yeah, Pyscom would have at this point, after the, the weeks and months you've been gone, so I totally forgot you built your own tower. Turned her hand. house back she into a house. Turned it back into a. It's like the sheriff headquarters, basically. Uh, it's pretty much her house, but it's where she meets with the guards and whatnot, and you would certainly find a boobo in your tavern. As you walk in, he just kind of looks towards the doors, it opens, it does a double take. No, by the gods, no friggin' stalwart! That long's it been? Uh, what, about two, three months at this point? Bring it in, get over here! What have you been up to? Lots and of he, stuff. He, he stands up arms wide to give you an incredibly exuberant hug here. And, uh... Hold on. I want to pick him up. I don't think I picked him up, but that's certainly a hug. There's an 18 on a grapple check. You, you're hugging. You're hugging pretty aggressively. So, you know, my teller wouldn't tell us a damn thing about where you and the group got out to. Where's the rest of the team, by the way? I assume you guys are still, you know, a thing. You got your, your old squad you've been rolling with for as long as I've known you. Yeah, they're all outside in the carriage. I just figured I'd come in here because I owed you some back pay. And also, I wanted to ask you to come with us. I almost forgot for a brief moment that we do, in fact, exchange coin here. Uh, so, I think the, the lady up in Lothidar's mostly got that handled now. Uh, she made Sheriff Pyscom official titles and whatnot. No, official and whatnot. Hands down the gold from the county taxes and trickles down to myself and the rest of us. Hey, Bacchus! Lucan! Where are you guys at? Star Wars back! And the rest of them, too, probably, but... <laughs> probably still drunk and hung over and sleep, whatever. They'll catch them later. They're somewhere. They might still be at, uh, at Pyscombe's. It's guardhouse of sorts now. But the point of the story is she's got you covered. I don't, I don't think we're worrying about that anymore. Okay. If anything, as seeing as I'm about that. to drink this building beneath the ground, I probably owe you some coin at this point. <laughs> Well, I would quite enjoy having your company for some future endeavors if you're interested. This sounds like a pla fantastic plan. See, it turns out that this whole guard thing is exceptionally more complicated than you led me to believe initially. <laughs> it can be. Not only are we not taxing, we're not collecting, we're not having our way with the townsfolk as we see fit the drunken snooper, no, apparently we have to follow the laws more than everybody else does. 
But Tom's yeah. been very clear about this. To the point of being frustrating, actually. So I will absolutely take an opportunity to go do whatever it is that you gave of you do outside of this. I don't even know yet. Well, if it involves slaying Medusas, I can help you out. We actually killed one. Oh, well, welcome to the club, lad about time! <laughs> I'm going to hand him my Medusa Slayer's goggles. Medusa Slayer's goggles. Tell him to Smoked put those on. goggles. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put the goggles on. It's still the morning and it's raining outside, so there's just like a couple of lit lamps in here. You can't say anything! What's the damn point of this? That is the point. You know what happens when a Medusa looks at you. But if you can't see... And you can't get turned into a statue. Clever. See, Figured you might like those. That's what you keep the wizard around for, I assume. The understanding and whatnot. The knowledge as, exactly. it, as it sits. Well. That all settled. What's your, what's your, what's your next plan? You make it sound like we're going somewhere. Well, currently we're going over to the palace. Now, we have to report in. Well, that's going to be a hard pass for me, boss. But when I'll you come back for you. When you slink back around the stockies, let me know. Me and the new, the new Count Lothian, as opposed to the previous Count Lothian. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can understand. Yeah, but I'll, I'll come back for you before we leave. Well, I'll be here. Or in the guardhouse, either in my own bed or in the sheriff's. <laughs> I'm just going to let him keep the goggles. And, you know, I mean, they're all like a silver something. <laughs> so do you have leadership? Did you take it or you just want him to come hang out and just come uh, just hang as out? As a follower, Fair just enough. come and hang out. I'm going to take it, but I don't have it yet. So you head back to the Rostam estate, as it now is, as I imagine everyone is mostly readying to take this carriage up to Lothidar through the rain. Magic carriage. Magic, okay, he's readying to wait for Nell to come back so we can go abracadabra, magic carriage, and then you can take that up to Lothidar. We don't have rain. a carriage here. That's true, your carriage is definitely still in Yonvis. Did we ever land, where did we land on that? You were going to pay somebody to bring it back for you. It was going to take a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah, it's gonna be we like figure oh, out how much it was going to be. I don't know, like 20 gold. It's getting I mean, it's like it's, a, it's like a two week job, so I mean it's gonna be a decent chunk of money. Consider and, uh, the price of all the horses that we got rid of. I don't think twenty gold matters. Yeah, I'm gonna say twenty gold, and you can have it arrive at the Bentley Estate in a, in a few weeks from a concierge writing it down for you or driving it down for you. But you summon up yourself a nice magical carriage. Hell of a valet parking. <laughs> Very long term <laughs> valet parking. <laughs> and off we go. Hold on, hold on. Gotta click the thing. Haha, I clicked the thing. Now he clicked Conjure Carriage. Duration of one hour per level. Hey, it's long enough to get you all the way to Lothinar now! Yay! You got 10 hours of carriage. You, I think it was before. It just couldn't get you back. It's only like a five, six hour journey up to Lothinar. So you can, do that, you can do that back in the day. So you can summon up this carriage, get in your magical wagon with the two quasi-real light horses who are going to be pulling you up and make your way once again up through the winding roads of Marat County, north past Pensaris, and up to Lothidar. Uh, anyone 
mind if I make a brief stop in Lothidar? I'm going to hold up the ring of mind shielding. <laughs> Go for it. We got the resources. Might as well. Oh, all right. Well, make sure he wasn't compensated first. You get up to Lothidar, and the journey is as per you as it was before. I, I don't remember how long it was, like six or eight hours. It's 22 miles. Honestly, it was like four and a half hours. So I want to say a carriage went four miles per hour. I had a list on that in here. I definitely wrote all this stuff down because it used to be super relevant. Yeah, it's two miles per hour. It's actually there? 10 hours. Yeah, you can definitely walk. The carriage is not about getting there fast. The carriage is about getting there in a carriage. It's it's a it's a 10-hour journey to Lothidar in the carriage. I couldn't remember how many it was, so I prepared two of those just in case. So <laughs> it will just get you to Lothidar right around as the spell is expiring. And then you want to take that ring, the not-cursed one, Yes. And bring it back to the merchant in exchange for the price he paid for it before. I can't remember if this merchant had a name or a voice or anything. Because we just, like, off camera sold it. And then yeah. it was uh, so, Bartleby who told us about the problems with it. Somewhat confused and possibly suspicious, he will take it back from you. Yeah, but, just tell him, you know, brought it myself from the city of Yanmis. Took, you know, a decent amount of time. It's a relatively rare item. Took some time to replace it. Apologize for the delay, but as our previous agreement, proper ring. Yep, that's that's settled in your eyes. Are you happy now, lawful man? Oh yeah. Are you pleased? So a couple hours before you get to Lothar, the rain stops, and as you dismiss your carriage and arrive in the drive of the Palace of Birdsong. Immediately, the front door opens, and out comes Martella, flanked by a pair of servants. And she approaches you, uh, she approaches the carriage quite swiftly, with purpose, and one hand uh, clearly holding something inside of a jacket pocket. And as you all get out of the carriage, she immediately nods to you. Where is he? He's right in there. Kind of motions oh. to bring him out. Yeah, she keeps walking forward and pulls out a uh, small blue flask, uh, bright blue, and uh, from her pocket and unstoppers it. And walks up right up to the outside of the carriage, uh, actually blocking anyone who's not out of getting, getting out immediately from disembarking. And she looks in and sees... Prince Carius. Prince Carius looks at her. No real recognition on his face. But her eyes go a bit wide. Like, even after everything she, you've told her, she didn't necessarily believe it. But she reaches into the potion. Uh, Prince Davian, drink this. And he looks up at her. Who are you? What is it? Drink it. You can trust her. He, it's fine. Okay. She works for your sister. And, uh, and we work for her, more or less. He drinks the potion, and as he does, starting from his uh, his mouth and his head with liquid is going into his body, over a second or two, he, he disappears from sight. And as he sees his own hands disappear, he gets kind of startled and drops it, and the flask breaks on the ground. He goes, that's fine. Uh, and she reaches out, grabs onto something invisible, 
and pulls on it. Come with me, Prince Davian, quickly. And then the rest of you follow. We'll follow. Mm-hmm. And she leads okay. you back into the Palace of Birdsong. You haven't been here in a minute, but now it appears to have been nearly fully restored. Any damage that was done uh, during your assault on the palace or uh, anything that... I mean, other than that, Bartleby went to pretty good lengths to keep it all up to date. Everything has been restored to a pristine state as if you had never fought a horde of things inside here, like giant statues literally in the entryway. <laughs> she leads you in around the corner and up to where Bartleby's office used to be uh still leading an invisible prince carius by the arm and uh as he goes any very briefly oh, where is my shh don't say anything wait and he doesn't talk again as you get into the office she uh gestures to a few chairs for everyone to see i apologize for my haste but i can't let the princess see this before i know what's going on not going of to course, put her yeah. through that. No. Well, I mean, as far as we were able to tell, he's, he's real. He's here. The rest of you can stay if you wish, but I'm going to attempt to examine him. That potion will wear off in about a minute and see if I can divine exactly his origins or if he is truly uh, the Prince Carius that we knew. And his voice becoming, I am Prince Carius. Who lays a hand? It's stop. It, it's her suspicions that this may be a falsehood are very understandable. We had them ourselves, and I've not had the time to explain the full situations and why I believe. Of course. Uh, now, and she snaps towards one of the servants. Teas, please, and biscuits for everyone. They've had a long journey. Now. Prince Davian, what was the name of your first horse? And uh, still invisible, but with a little impression in the cushion of the chair he's sitting in, all you can really see of him. Uh, um, I, I don't recall the name. It was a, a white mare, light gray dapples on its flanks. I remember riding it. A vast amount of enchantment magic was placed on him as well as certain drugs used to control him while he was in the cult's possession not all of it has fully worn off and his memories are a bit scattered in places of course of course because nothing can ever be simple can it never all right well i have a backup plan and as she starts reading through the desk Prince Carius reappears in the chair, looking around very confused, like he did not expect to be dragged in and interrogated. He thought he was going to be introduced to his family, and he has been Sheboygan. Um, she pulls out a huge binder, and drops on the table and opens it up. And it is tons of old descriptions from various news articles from publications around Taldor about Prince Carius and sketches of him from years and years past she starts looking through them and holding them up and looking back and forth in the prints to the sketches and reading through a few lines of a physical description and looking up just working at it and 
after a couple of minutes, the servant reappears with a large tray of teas and biscuits. Uh, refreshments for everyone. My child with a dismissive wave of hand. Thank you, that'll be all. <sighs> Can't make heads or tails of this. As far as I can tell from the physical descriptions, everything does seem to fit. Cropped, like brown hair, eyes, his general features, height. Matches many of the sketches that I have here, but this is all physical. And a physical illusion is the easiest to replicate. I'm not sure much what more I can do without using magic to verify his face. I may need to call for the Archbanker. See if she can assist us. Oh, I thought you meant the Archbanker knew him as a kid. I see what you're saying. Well, this palace was the Stavian, so he did do some riding out here. I should have met him uh, years back in his youth. I would hope she'd remember, but beyond that, I could also use her divinations, certainly. I don't know if there's much I can get here. Uh, she also has access to the archives, uh, deeper notes on genealogy, and possibly some more information we may be able to use. I don't know what more I can do myself other than just compare him to these sketches, but I must say, if it's a replication, it seems to be fairly well done. I don't think she would like to see us particularly much. I won't inquire further, but I would ask that you stay on the off chance this is some longer ploy. The Archbanker is a professional. I've known Lady Perel for many years now and worked with her in the past. Sir, do you... Uh, we don't mind staying. It's just she probably won't be super happy to see us. I figured I'd let you know ahead of time. That's fine. I'm not inviting her over to meet and have tea. I'm inviting her over to verify the identity of this child. And Prince Carius is sitting right there as Martella says all of this. And he just I'm looks just, back over to the party. Really, I'm just gonna really hand confused. him a, uh, a puzzle box, one of the ten. <laughs> and just be like, just, just play with that. This is going to take a little while. Show. I'm sorry. Now, I do have more news for you. Uh, and she raised her voice. Marie, a moment again. And the servant steps back in the room. I need you to head into town and fetch the Archbanker Peril for me. Uh, tell her that Count Countess Lothied has sent, and then I need her immediately. Thank you. And she turns and the nod and a curtsy heads back out. I do Is have... It good news or bad news? Well, it's interesting news, if nothing else. Remember that ghost I mentioned? Yes. It's been months, so I wouldn't blame you if you'd forgotten. I said it half in jest. But, well, that matter has been solved. Uh, he haunted this very office late at night, and must admit, I am kicking myself for taking so long to figure out what it, who it, he was and what he wanted. But his form was so warped and torn, I was concerned that it was some kind of a more dangerous undead or apparition, but he never did much. It was my own father. Hmm. Well, mine... And Bartleby's. Uh, Lord Mercator Lothied sired both of us, but two different mothers. Mine was Kadirin, as I imagine you can surmise. A servant, I believe. But he led me to some interesting information. 
there is a safe. And she gets up and goes to the corner of the room beneath these boards. And she lifts it up and reveals a hefty iron safe set on the floor with a pair of combination dials on the front of it. And I, it took me the longest time to understand what he was trying to show to me, but it was not only the location of this safe, it was the combination. And so my late father allowed me to get into this and... Well, would you like me to summarize it, or would you like some brief reading while we await the Archbanker's arrival? We got some time. I wouldn't mind reading. And then she opens the safe back up and hands to you a stack of documents. Uh, birth certificates, death certificates, travel documentations, royal announcements from the last three centuries. Uh, they don't. Story, if you have it. <laughs> Bella, give me a linguistics check real quick while uh, while is asking. That I can do. And with a twenty-nine, as you sift through this pile, Martella nods. This very well. And what you're looking through aligns with what she explains to you. These are a history of the Lothied family. Births, deaths, documentations, newspaper articles about some of the goings-on in Marat. Most of them centralizing on my grandfather, uh, Panavar Lothied VI, and his father, and his father, and his father before him. Uh, continuing all the way up to Panavar II. Baylor, tell me... What do you determine from looking at these announcements, these sketches, these birth certificates? At a 29, you would realize that most of these are forgeries. Well, there doesn't seem to be much useful here at all. It's generally fake. It's all fake. Look at the sketches and the descriptions of my grandfather. Look at what they lead us to. And you, uh, she points over towards the stack and uh, sifts you through to a couple of various newspaper articles from uh, things he was doing or, uh, or various announcements on his behalf. And as you do, uh, you read the same, basically the same description. Around six foot five, lean, slicked gray hair with a half beard, uh, pale steel, blue eyes. And you just flip through and they're all nearly identical descriptions. Give or take an inch, a pound of weight, a slight variation on color. Maybe tell me, Sir Lamus, what do you think? My immediate they're... thought, they're all the same person. Exactly. I was thinking too. There is no Panavar Lothi, the second, nor the third, fourth, fifth, or sixth. It's all been one man living for well over 300 years now, posing as a line of his own successors. As for the why, I've absolutely no idea. But my father was very very insistent that I find this knowledge, this information. Just beyond me, 
Why? Once I got the safe open, he was released. His spirit moved on. I assume he's in the afterlife now. He wanted us to find this so badly that it held his soul from moving from this plane. I'm going to glance over at Inori. He's been running it the entire time. Been running what exactly? From what I understand, supposedly much of the country from behind the scenes. I can't help but feel like you know a lot more than you're letting on, Sir Landless. And I feel like you wouldn't appreciate me saying it in front of the boy you don't quite trust as being who he is yet. And she looks at her Prince Carius on the back of you. <laughs> this is fair. And in fact, wise. Well, my father dedicated what appears to be a vast amount of the end of his life to compiling this research, to uncovering this ruse, but didn't get far enough to get to the why. I'm imagining you can catch me up on that at a later occasion. Regardless, I suppose then we wait. Let me show you a little of what has happened in the months you've been gone. And she pulls out another large scroll and motions to it, uh, motions you all to come gather around the desk in front of her. With Yonmus turning and the acts of Mercondus now known to the public, not just Yonmus, but the entirety of the Avon Prefecture has declared the, uh, their support to Princess Eutropia. In fact, the vast majority of the northern half of Taldor has now given way. This vie for the throne is beginning to settle. There are only a few names yet remaining who still keep their names in the ring. Of course, Marques Starborn still has the staunch support of those in the forests. Uh, Senator Nazizi and uh, Baron Vort to the, e to the west both still rally some amount behind them. But realistically, there is very little left. Let me see. I didn't actually think we would get to this screen today. So let me update this here title. <laughs> Wait, what? I actually thought we'd just be doing stuff in Yanmas for pretty much the entire stream. And I we thought we wasted a ton of time already. Yeah, we wasted a ton of time. <laughs> but let me update that because this is certainly session one of City in the Lion's Eye. As she shows you the marked out territories, you can see for yourselves that Taldor is now largely split between two real candidates for the throne, with Eutropia being supported by the vast majority of the north, but the entirety of the south in unanimous solidarity, still loyal to Maxilar Piperius. And she continues, this is progress. And this is fantastic progress at that. The work you've done is nothing short of miraculous. 
We're coming into the twilight hours of this world for the crown, and all that's left to do now is to finish it out. Of well, course, you did pay us to make stuff happen. <laughs> uh, of course, for now, most certainly, uh, you have some time to rest. I have some idea of our last stop, but you'll at least have a few weeks to recuperate here in your estate or wherever it is you choose to go without having to worry about any official duties. I would very much appreciate that, especially. As I was positive. Uh, besides, arranging this next phase of the operation is going to take me some time. I'm going to need to call in quite a few favors. Uh, we're leveraging all our assets on this one. Make no mistake, we're going all in now. We weren't before. Well, before, I hardly knew you. You were pages doing me some favors at the Exaltation Gala, but you proved yourselves, and I sent you on an admittedly important task to try to reclaim this very palace, but one that we could possibly have survived without. Your last job was the very first you'd been sent on as official delegations on behalf of Eutropia, the first time you'd been marked as real envoys. And with your success there, well, you've beyond proven yourselves. But I need agents. I need trained assets. I need not names or reliable warriors, but spies, diplomats, knowledgeable and skilled in their cause. That may very well be you, but it isn't yet. I'm going to arrange for some training on behalf of some associates of mine before I send you into this final chapter. That said, this will take some time to arrange. As I said, you have a few weeks. At that, you would hear a knock at her office door. And as the door opens, you would see once again, Archbanker Perrill make her way into the room who as Nell suggested is probably not terribly happy to see you but if she isn't she does hide it for the moment uh martello wilkinson thank you for your punctuality and your sense of urgency archbank of Perel. i assume <laughs> it's just gestures to prince carius i assure you this matter is dire now and Pearl has a look on her face. She looks at Carius and back at Martella. And steps a little further out of the doorway. And behind her is Princess Eutropia, who steps oh, in the room boy. with kind oh. of a smug look on her face. <laughs> Martella, why in Abadar's name would you... And she just stops as she sees Carius sitting in the chair in front of her. Martella just reaches up to her face like, oh, I didn't want this. <laughs> this is bad. Eutropia. Hi, we're back. You what? Oh, hi, we're back. <laughs> hi, we're back. Eutropia freezes completely for a moment. And Carius turns around and sees her. And for the first time, you can see actual recognition 
on his face. And she doesn't speak for a minute, but you can see, like, tears physically well up in her eyes. And you've met Eutropia before. She's not a lady that shows a whole lot of emotions, typically. And after a, the world's most awkward five full seconds of everyone just sitting in silence, Eutropia just squeaks out one word. Carius? And he gets up in the chair and runs over to her. And she kneels down and they just embrace. And you can see tears in Carius' eyes as well as he finally is seeing something that is triggering some kind of memory or, or something in him as he reunites with his sister. And the room remains largely silent. I'm just going to look at my team and just, we did that. After a moment, Etropia looks up across the group of you, just now barely processing that the five of you are in this room, and up to Martella. And just says, he can't even find the words. How? No, we found him hitchhiking on the road. Thought you might want him back. No! No. I don't... I, I don't understand. But it's a lot better than the alternative. There will be a lot to discuss. For now, just enjoy it. Martella looks like she really desperately wants to say something. As she's sitting there, their fingers kind of stifled, resting against her chin concerned but doesn't as she waits a moment the only thing she says is well my lady I suppose you're well due time with your younger brother and uh Curious looks back at her and looks at the Eutropia, and he speaks up. I... I don't really understand what's the meaning of any of this, but... This is really beauty. This is the spell, or more of the drugs? And Eutropia just screams out, What drugs? What has happened? I told you it was better than the alternative. How? I'll. Let's just points at Martella. I'll talk to you later. And f bodily picks up Carius and walks out of the room. <laughs> Martella's still just sitting there, the figure's steeple at her face. Well, that's not going to be pleasant. I understand your reservation, but I mean, I, I really truly believe it's him. So it seems to physical appearances. Uh, Archbanker Perel, I apologize. Called you here to verify the boy's identity, but 
I fear you'll have to bodily wrest him from the princess first. Still, the situations of his arrival are suspect, if nothing else. I need your divinations. And Perel bows her, bows her head. Of course, Countess. Make the preparations and do what I can. It'll be easier if you can bring him to the house of coin and town, but I can perform some preliminary investigations here. Shall I follow them, or will you contact me later? And Martella, I suppose I'll leave that one to your discretion. If you wish to walk into that hive, that's on you. But the sooner we know, the better for all of us. Pearl bows her head. Of course. And makes her leave out of the room. And I can provide what evidence I have to the prince's proper identity well, in the meantime. With the room now largely cleared, I can thank you properly. I want all of you to know that you've done extraordinary work, even if I'm not entirely sure the details of what exactly you've done just yet. If nothing else, we know that Pytherius isn't just playing dirty. It sounds like he's trying to found the old flames of hatred with Kadira. Maybe even drag us into a new war. I'll admit from his perspective, it's a strong play. If we were to reignite hostility with our neighbors to the south, people would look to a strong military leader, all but securing his ascension to the throne. That's a really dirty play. Fear-mongering is the worst. It is, and I'd like to believe the general wouldn't stoop to such depths, but given what little I know about the situation in Yanmas, all options appear to be on the table. It's the fate I... of an entire nation is at stake. What depths would men fall to to alter that? All I know is that in his heart, Pytherius is a loyal nationalist. Whatever he does, I know he truly believes is the best for Taldor. And he deeply fears that if he does not ignite, he may fear that if he does not ignite this battle now, it will rage on its own under the rule of Eutropia, and it will be a battle we lose while her attentions are focused inward. I can understand his stance. Difficult as that may be. I don't know how much history the grip of you know, but... Wars with the Kithira in the past have not gone well. It was his family. His line. Sarius Pytherius, I believe, who led the final force to oust the Kadiran occupation of our southern cities and push them back below the border into their own lands. There are still those alive today, remembered when our settlements to the south were occupied under military rule by the Kadirans. Do any of you know of the Ember Knight? That would be a knowledge history. Uh, 
I got a 24. I probably know something. A 24. You would know what this is. This, the most recent war with Kadira. And this was not very long ago. This was within this lifetime. Just outside my lifetime's of being, pretty long, so I just, probably remember it fairly well. The last war with Kadira, which only ended a few decades ago, the Kadirans attacked and occupied a fortress city along the border. From there, they mounted an offense into large parts of the southern prefecture and across southern Taldor. And in an attack called the Ember Knight, they didn't seek to stretch themselves so thin as to occupy all of those cities. They simply burnt them all to the ground. There are only a few settlements still standing along the southern border, and most of those are the major fortress cities like Zimar and small communities that have branched off of them. Everything else is still ashes. Burned them to the ground. Indeed. I may Talden still remember this day and take that to heart. And Zimar, the occupied city, is the general's home. He was alive for the Ember Knights. I'm sure, he still remembers it more clearly than any other in his past. He has good reason to distrust Kadira, and I can't. I can't truly blame him for his stance, but we've been at peace for several decades at least, the treaties have held. If he seeks to reignite that war, he has seen firsthand what it'll cause. Regardless, this is. Uh, I mean, beyond... there's gotta be some reason for that kind of behavior. He lived it. What do you mean? I mean, for him to be acting like that now. He believes Eutropia is weak, and that if she maintains the throne, with her efforts focused inward on poverty, stability, structure, we'll leave our borders weakened for, if not Kadira, any of the other surrounding nations to prey upon. He's still believes this is the time we need a strong military leader, not even for the policy, but for the face we put forward to our neighboring nations. And perhaps he he's believes not wrong. he either wins the war now or we lose it tomorrow. Precisely. Why not try to unite? Come come to terms. You know, if he's such a military strategist, can't he just accept the fact that he would work under Utropia and they could they could protect the whole thing together. Like, why does he have to make this power play to do it himself? He knows the history of his family as well as the Kadirian generals do. And he believes the best deterrence we can put onto the throne is himself. It sends a message. That much is certain. If Maxilar Pytherius is our leader, we will not broach any assault upon our treaties with Kadira lightly. And we will respond with force. It would make them more hesitant. It's not incorrect. The question is how necessary is it is and how far we're willing to go to make it happen. Regardless, you've done more than enough over the past months. 
Ah, uh, go home. <laughs> Retire to your estates. Rest. I'll contact you when my plans are in place. I'll deal with Prince Carius and the princess. Alright. Well, uh, Dara, how would you feel about helping me hunt a fox? We got some time. Um, I am very good at hunting. Is this for your girlfriend? <laughs> you know, I was just thinking I might like a new hat. Oh, okay, yeah. I have lots of uh, bolts. I'm not. Well, you're not going to catch much of anything here in this office, so <laughs> go. Go home, hunt foxes, drink, whatever it is you do to relax. I may Stavians contact you, you again them. with more information of the things we did, but it can wait for now. You can send reports to the messenger. There's no need for you to travel back up to Lothadar. Uh, whenever you're ready, send me what information you have, and I'll sort through it. And lo, the group of you are released unto free time. So, we'll just go ahead and cover this with a minor chapter epilogue here. It will be two weeks before Martella reaches out to contact you again. So I think with the last bit of today's session, because next week we are going to start really diving into City in the Lion's Eye, why don't you tell me how it is you how you spend time where you're not trying to save the world? <laughs> what do you do when you're just back in Marat and the Rostam estate with no greater things hanging over you in the immediate future? No orders, no subterfuge, no cities we're trying to conquer. Baylor, what do you do for two weeks? Well, in a week, I'm sure I'll get that other negative level knocked off. Also true. So, particularly that, uh, work on making some scrolls. I may, I believe we may need in the future, possibly teleport even back to, uh, Yonmas and visit the Mysterium a couple more times, just working with other learned wizards. For things I know, give my report to Martella, of course, about more details of the things that took place. Making particularly sure to mention how I went out of my way to make uh, Commander Jeanric of the Talden Horse feel especially indebted to Eutropia. And... Yeah, not a whole lot else I can think of off the top of my head. So, more working. I just, but like, I mean, I mean, I've got more time to like pursue like mental stuff that I like rather than is immediately necessary. That's fair. Not, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Do, yeah, do. Like, like, like is, is there anyone worth talking to in all of Marat County? Not really. I'm going to teleport to the Mysterium. You ran off the people. one person you liked talking to in Marat County. <laughs> the focus of an entire chapter, actually. I kind of had to do that. All right, Nell. <laughs> well, first things first, I got to go pick up Bubo. 
I'm going to be dragging him around with me for two weeks. Second, I got to hunt me a fox. Did we not already do this? Nope. I thought you did. Nope. He talked about it, but he never actually did it. Uh, never had the time. I swore we actually did it. All right, so now you're going to, for serious, hunt down this fox. It's business time. Uh, well, yep. Dar is going to help you hunt down a fox. Yeah, I got to kill it, but Dar's going to help me find it. That's an afternoon. That's that's not challenging. Continue. So then I'm going to drag Dara and Bubo off to the crab estate. And we're going to have ourselves a fun little evening hanging out over there. And I'm going to show the foxtail. And I suppose that's an engagement offer, isn't it? Among the peasantry in Murat, that's exactly what that is, yes. You're going to make your way to the crab estate. And as you, uh, with this foxtail, with these dubious intentions of yours, <laughs> and as you do, uh, you're going to present this to Sepsinia, I assume, is where we're going. Yeah. Can we find a better token for Subsinia? Uh, it's the <laughs> best token. It's the only art I have. This so, is your homework assignment. Just Photoshop it and flip her mouth upside down. We tried we that. It was horrifying. That. We tried disgusting. that. No, Ooh. yeah, it's a disgusting abomination. You can't just flip her mouth upside down. Do it anyway. Are you doing this like publicly in front of Dame Crab and Bubo and Dara or yeah. private? Just in the middle of dinner, you just throw a foxtail in Subsidia's face. Yeah. <laughs> Not literally throw it, but yeah. Um, just, uh, oh, Subsidia, by the way, I got you another gift, and I'll reach into my bag and pull out a foxtail. You pull it out, and they look, and they both kind of look at it. And, uh, Dave this Crab, my, uh, local custom. Dave Crab's face is just... <laughs> like pinnacle of excitement beyond beyond elated Subsidia looks at it almost kind of with confusion to an extent <laughs> I figured your mother might know what this is and you probably wouldn't I know um, what it is Sir Stalwart you disappear <laughs> up the face of Taldor for damn near three months and come back with this. Well, it's not really like I had much of a choice, and I did try and keep in touch with you. Roll me a d100. Oh boy. Hard one. <laughs> We're looking for, nine nine. Go for nine higher nine. is better. Higher is better, yes. I can't see it. That's a, that's 64. a 64. That's that's pretty up there. And she just looks at you and shakes her head a bit. <laughs> I suppose I wouldn't expect anything other than this level of absolute gall out of you. It's what I do. You know very well it's what you do, Mr. Stalwart. <laughs> we'll talk later. I accept this is this. A, a matter best handled in private over drinks perhaps uh, something as strong as you had last time hopefully <laughs> oh as always i'll make sure to have some um, we got two weeks to talk about it 
and her mom is 10 million percent on board with this beyond literally <laughs> any like any possible semblance of even a, a brief thought uh Sepsinia definitely is conflicted not because there's uh there's anything wrong with you or there's any particular reason she wouldn't want to other than you've just ditched her for like three months and she's basically dating a secret service agent but uh because of opilio when she thinks of engagement she can't help but be brought back to the torture she endured at the hands of her last fiance so for the time being she would rather refrain from a full engagement. I understand. She needs a little more time. Perfectly uh, fine. How about you, Dara, when you're not helping Nell with his, his proposal activities unwittingly? <laughs> uh, I'm going to be fairly reclusive. Um... A lot of working with my hands, kind of focusing, doing kind of like mundane tasks around the house, doing kind of more uh, stuff that doesn't keep me idle for too long. So something that'll keep me thinking. And then normally in the evenings, I think uh, drinking fairly heavily. Probably what I'll be doing. And just so, kind of uh... chilling out for the two weeks. Yeah, so Dara's getting fairly reclusive. Well, he gets physically dragged along with Nell somewhere, but beyond that, he's not terribly interested in much else. All right. How about you, Inori? Um, I would like to see... Would I be able to track down a scroll of something that's like a level four? I mean, that's kind in of Marat, difficult. If you went along with Baylor on one of his trips to Yanmis, much more realistic. Uh, and uh, price-wise, what would that? That'd be pretty extensive, I would imagine. I should probably just copy and paste the scroll cost table in my little rule reference thing. Uh, what's <laughs> what is it? A wizard spell? Um, cleric, inquisitor, magus, paladin. Oh, cleric's fine. That'd be 700 gold. So it's kind of pricey. Can I get up in the fourth level? They start getting a bit expensive. Yeah, I don't even know if I have that. <laughs> it'd be 700 gold, and then Baylor, of course, for your restoration at some point over those two weeks, it'd be another 1,000 gold in diamond dust. Yeah. Plus uh, whatever the casting cost is times 0.8. Oh, well, then forget that. That's expensive for now. Um, I would go do some girly shopping with Kahina, I'm sure. Unwillingly, yeah. probably, but yeah. Un unwillingly, but she kind of wants to a little bit. Come on. Go a little, just deep down, deep down, maybe There's a little. There's no kind of. She very overtly and aggressively wants to. <laughs> she bullies you into shoe shopping pretty regularly. Oh, no, Nori wants to. No, no I mean, Nori kind of wants to. It's secretly. Nori a little bit. Oh, okay, Never got to be a girl before. That's, you know. <laughs> um, All right. 
grew up with just a dad, was always friends with all the boys, suddenly Ooh. has a girlfriend to go shopping with, Beat doesn't know how boys. to handle it at first, but kind of likes guys, it. You guys are really missing out. It's a really good time. <laughs> uh, I would do that, and because she is kind of a nerd, um, I would be studying all kinds of goofy magics, even stuff I don't do, just to know what's new and out there and all that stuff. Hold on. Are you just describing Squid once he started living with Bryn? What? What? <laughs> Sitting around being a nerd and stuff, has to go to the mall with Bryn. I will have you know we are all playing Pathfinder right now on the <laughs> 9 o'clock on a Monday. Sir. We all nerds here, boy. If yeah. you're listening to this, you're listening to a Pathfinder podcast or you are actively in a Twitch chat watching it. <laughs> we all nerds. You're not separate from this. Uh, I would also alone train in the woods with different stances and techniques, trying to get stronger. Uh, working with Ciaran directly to try to do new things in combat, throw off the enemy, uh, and trying to summon that that elemental fury that happens. I want to try to control it and just practice that on end, on end, on end, trying to do it, and just it's not working. It's always good to practice fire things in a forest. Well, yeah. I'm away from the, the building, in the house anyway, right? So that's away from people but uh what i have another thing i want to i could send money with somebody back to a par right like is yeah. there like a follower i could get to yeah you could definitely send your followers off to just go do peasant stuff send some money back to maybe they can start fixing up the the shop it's been i haven't sent money for a while <laughs> i haven't been there in a minute so two final things before we wrap up this week of happiness and joy and mirth and not getting murdered for once. How much money do you have on the party loot sheet? Uh, there, there was some other small stuff I was going to get rid of during this process that I still have to do, but Is it's... It at least like 1,500 gold somewhere in there? Yeah. Okay, because your bank tax is going to hit during these two weeks for 1,300 gold. That's fine. Because you had 26,000 gold in the bag at one point. So uh, the 5% comes out to 1,300. And otherwise, these two weeks up into the early days of Arastus pass largely without incident. You reconnect with some of your old friends in Marat after word gets around that you're back in town. Baron O'Kara specifically would go out of his way to request an audience with you to host you in Pensaris uh, with a meal and an evening of just drinking and playing cards and regaling him with your adventures, although he knows you can't tell him everything. Boynum doesn't make contact. Uh, Dame Crab, obviously, most of you are going to end up there regardless, but she's still going to send you at least three different invites over the two weeks to come up for various gatherings that she's having whether or not you attend she's going to keep doing it anyway but the other one major thing that comes through is that for one week uh new town would be developing it's been a couple of months it's still going to be fairly small little hamlet but it is starting right there largely as you left it 
they don't have the money or the resources to come terribly far beyond that. But since Stockies has grown so much, and Stockies is now the second largest city in Marat County, only behind Lothidar and only barely, with the bridge restored, it's much easier to get goods and trade out to Newtown. So though they are a very small hamlet, they're doing fine. After a week, a royal page would arrive at the door of the Rostam estate, bearing a message stamped with Princess Eutropia's royal seal and with a long, about six-foot white ash staff inlaid with spiraling silver runes. And near its top, a uh, twisting band of silver that splits the two and spiraling out into a full caduceus on the top of the staff. It explains this message and this gift are from the princess. And that the staff is a fully charged staff of healing. I knew it! <laughs> the letter inside the envelope has a simple two sentences. You have the eternal gratitude of a sister. Thank you. And with that, we end a session where nothing terrible happened to anybody. We don't get to take a couple of persona faces. I was gonna do that. It's it's all right. We're gonna end kind of almost on time for once. We'll do those at the start of next session. I'm definitely gonna give you guys a couple persona faces to use over the weeks that you were here. But uh we can kick off the next session.